Tonight's episode contains discussions of murder, torture, and child sexual abuse. Listener discretion is advised, especially for those under the age of 13. There is a real devil. There's a real devil in the world now. The Bible teaches it, and we can see evidences of his work everywhere. And all of us that are living the Christian life meet him every day because we're in a conflict, not with flesh and blood, the Bible says, but with spiritual forces, principalities and powers, and rulers of the dark places. There is a devil, and there are demons. And I want to talk tonight about the devil, and demons, and witches, and wizards and demons and wizards and I want to talk tonight about the devil preacher tell them that Satan is real too you can hear him in songs and give praise to idols and sinful things of this world. The game is called Dungeons and Dragons, D&D. It's become popular with children anywhere from grammar school on up. Not so with a lot of adults who think it's been connected to a number of suicides and murders. Yes, preacher, it's sweet to know that God is real and to know that in him all things are possible. And we know that heaven is a real place where joys shall never end. But sinner friend, if you're here today, Satan is real too. And hell is a real place, a place of everlasting punishment. And I want to talk tonight about the devil. It helps cool it a little, you know, it's less blowing you have to do. Plus, how it's, it's what our listeners are expecting, you know. I don't, I don't see the problem. Right? <laughs> I didn't say that was a problem. Why you admit to a problem? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Some kind of deep psychological push trying to come out there or something, man. Welcome to uh, Stoner's Point Podcast, the uh, only podcast that is lit 100% by Hydro Grow Lights. Um, special shout out to Mar Mars Hydro Brand for their lighting. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and a secondary little tiny disclaimer. If you're easily offended, sit down, shut up, and listen any damn way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and this one's got some, some fucked up shit on it. Um, 
But luckily, you know, I already knew about it, so like studying it didn't give me nightmares. How'd you, uh, how'd you fare, Mike? Oh, well, there, there's some really twisted shit, but yeah, not actually to deal with the particular topic, but kind of as a, a side effect of the topic, some really fucked up shit come out. And two particular stories really, I was kind of hoping to avoid shit like that after the, the whole rundown of the mass shooters and well, stuff, man. I mean, you know, it was... It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to swing a stick without finding child murder and sex abuse. You know? Sadly. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a, like everywhere you fucking look. It's a real problem. Um, child abuse or pedophilia in some fucking way. And if, Damn, uh, people. If you're if you're with us on this hard stance, I know it's a it's a fucking huh. it's an edgy take. You know we're total edgelords for this, but uh, you know we're against uh, pedophilic murder. Not exactly sure what the hell's going on, bro. But uh, uh, we're we're kind of in monocolor over here. <laughs> I mean, I guess that works. I mean, for fuck's sake, it does look that way, don't it? It does. Oh well. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to 1967. <laughs> well, if you like our podcast, be sure to tune in on uh, patreoncom Pod. Uh, actually, no, just Stoner's Point. And uh, give, us a, give us a follow. Um, you can join our Patreon tier and get access to some bonus content. Um, We're also on that new thing called YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah, the YouTubes at Stoner's Point. <laughs> at oh, Stoner's Point. Um, we're the only podcast named Stoner's Point. There's like a bunch of surfing videos, though, I found. <laughs> and, yeah, there's uh, a couple of Facebook groups that have it as well, but they're inactive. Apparently, they didn't even call them, consider themselves as good stoners. And I guess they got to the point. <laughs> we, we, we are, we, we're not much of a point getters. <laughs> I can always find more shit beside that point. <laughs> It always leads to another point. Uh, yeah. Um, but I am curious as to uh, exactly what setting we've got here to do this because uh, I like it. We are a member of the uh, uh, Nifty Rocks Media production, um, which is also ours. Um, on Nifty Rocks Media, when we get a website, that'll be one day, uh, you'll be able to find our sister podcast, Charlie Manson's Fanny Pack with me and my wife. Um there's also going to be a new show upcoming that is a uh, continuation of an old uh, patron-only show I used to listen to called Bible Babble with your pal Dave from our uh, the boys over at Necronomapod. Um, and I reached out to him this week, and uh, he actually gave me the go-ahead to continue his, his fine work. Um, I'm thinking about naming it The Unevangelist, but I don't know. There's other, you know I've been thinking about also the word inerrant. Because <laughs> the, the the concept is, I'm going to find. I'm just going to start with Genesis, and I'll just point out nonsense shit in the Bible, um, <laughs> and I'll uh, be talking about current events with pastors and televangelists and the Christian nationalist movement that's rearing its head. Um, and yeah, I'll be working on that eventually. That'll be coming to you soon. Um, yeah. Um, any more business before we get down to it? Uh, well, I don't know, because the show is brought to us by absolutely nothing, which is a pretty good product because, you know, you, you really can't be disappointed in nothing Listen, because you can't you have want, any expectations out of nothing. If you want a product... And nothing costs you... Never, it's absolutely no, free. It's never going to let you down. Um, 
it, you're not you're not spending any money and giving it to like fascist corporate overlords. Um, yeah, this this show is proudly brought to you by the Never Ending Stories, the Nothing. <laughs> uh, I love that, by the way, the Never Ending Stories. My favorite thing in it was the the personification of emptiness. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it was beautiful. Like you don't really see it so much in the movie because they how do you how do you film emptiness and void? <laughs> you know. But the book was really amazing. With you know, they're redoing it. I'd be interested in it because it was one of my favorite stories because it was the closest thing to, you know, nothing actually winning. I mean, it kind of did, but, you know, something still had that spark and comes back, yeah, which kind of uh, bothers me about the story. So, yeah, I really want a story where it just ends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's um, done. <laughs> yeah, the, the Stephen King uh, Dark Tower series is very much the same way. It ends at the beginning. And it's just a constant, never-ending cycle. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, like there was a disaster movie I was really hoping was going to be great, but you know, at the very end, the the, the ship actually crashed into the top of a mountain and people lived. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. God I damn it! Why didn't they sink? That would have been perfect. Just, just we all die. It's over. <laughs> perfect, but no, we had to survive. Well, now, have you seen Cabin in the Woods? Uh, no, I actually haven't. At the end, you get that ending. You, you get that ending. And you need to go to, like, Lovecraftian horror to find those endings. <laughs> uh, Sci-fi doesn't have many of them. Well, you never find it in any kind of pop culture. No, no. Yes. For some reason, horror is as pop culture as it's ever going to be, and it's still kind of fringe. Um, speaking of pop horror, uh, today's... Uh, topic is um, the worst pop culture movement ever to show itself in the Americans other than you know the oppressive ones well it was an oppressive one well yeah racial oppressive ones I should say oh, yeah uh, clarify let me, yeah let's go ahead and clarify it all the way yeah that's the one I'm after <laughs> <laughs> you know that was definitely the worst one to rear its head in the Americas but you know this one Wow, for a pop culture movement, this this was horrible. Yeah, uh, so today we are talking about the satanic motherfucking panic. Uh, a, vo a patron-voted topic. Thank you, Dustin. I'm excited to talk about it. We're going to be talking about Satan. I got something to tell you. This is probably going to piss you off. <laughs> it's not over. <laughs> uh, we are going to be talking about Satan. We are going to be talking about the Spanish Inquisition. But, you know, no one expects it. Even though I've told you, you won't be expecting Inquisition. it when it comes. What is it? Inquisition. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to be talking about the Salem Witch Trials. We are going to be talking about Mike Warrenke, Michelle Remembers, oh, Jerry Falwell, the West Memphis Three, and the McMartin Preschool Trial. Yeah. And that doesn't end it, folks. No, 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 no. no. It was Q. You cannot kill that. And I ain't talking about the, the 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 entity Q. Yeah, I'm because hell, that would be actually interesting. You know. Yeah, yeah. The right. Anon. I don't like that they uh, they co-opted that. It it really upset me. <laughs> um, I need to plug in my vape because you know I'm going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Artificial drugs. 
Hey, look, I ain't smoked a cigarette in three days now. So, <laughs> I'm already, my hands are already sweating, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so. <sighs> well, without further ado, I guess we can get on into it. Satan! So, we're actually going to start at the panic. The, the rise of the panic. And then we'll go back into the background of it, folks, and uh, show you where, you know, it actually starts. Because the satanic panic, you know, as a pop culture thing, had a beginning um, mm -hmm. at, uh, you know, fairly recent history. Actual, the panic of Satan himself or itself or what self, that started a long time ago. Oh, um, yeah. So we're going to actually discuss the satanic panic first and then go into the history of it well okay. that is not how the slides are set up okay we're going to start at the beginning beginning <laughs> yeah in the beginning <laughs> god created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep now these two verses right this is genesis chapter one verse one and two all right in between these two verses how could god create something and it be without form and void how, what happened? Well, there is a book of the Bible that was taken out called the Book of Enoch. And in this, uh, basically, God created the world. He created man. And you will see later, further on in Genesis, he creates man twice. First, he creates man and woman together as equal. And then uncreation happens, and he creates man and then takes, makes man, woman out of man. Somewhere along, they must have changed the story a little bit because they didn't create Adam twice. He and created, he created He didn't create, not twice. He created woman twice in well, most of the stories that you're told. In, in the King James Version of the Bible, he mentions creating man and woman together. He, out of the dust, together he created them. And then later on, he's making Adam. So mankind's already happened. <laughs> and everything had to be turned to nothing. And Which might be why they're trying to erase that, because you know, you know, Cain and Abel had to have yeah. children. Cain went out, and the whole population comes. So, you know, man, other than Adam and Eve, were created at some point um, before that story came in. It had to, because there's a whole population out there for Cain <laughs> to go and join in. You know. So what happens is it was either that or it was the other gods. Uh, one of the two. The angels, I mean, we can't have other gods. The angels lived among, and all their different ranks lived among man. And they uh, eventually kind of began to... It was the Watchers, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the Watchers come... Uh, the Watchers no, are watchers a are class. Yeah. Watchers are later. So the angels are there, and they start to kind of sympathize with man. Now, the book of Enoch says that the angels started to lust after the daughters of men. But if you're starting to want to fuck them, you're also starting to feel like there's something. You know what I mean? Um, but angels should be created better than that, wouldn't they? Well, you would think. You would think. And it seems like angels are like an in-between between us and the divine, right? And now, so the one, the angels that are on earth are being led by Lucifer, right? The, the morning star. When God said, let there be light, Lucifer was the one that fucking brought it. Um, and what happens is there's this war in heaven because Lucifer starts to kind of want, he, he decides, hey, look, we, we have these humans and we're kind of treating them like shit. We're watching them scrounge around in the dark, and they're just being—they're—they're they're being tortured. They're—they're they're enslaved. So they start to rebel against these—the against God's angels, basically. The—the—the 
they start to kind of rebel against HR and home office. And there's kind of a union strike. <laughs> and basically what ends up happening is that Lucifer and a third of the angels, which the Bible says their number is, is in, uncountable. So an infinite number of, and in third of infinite. So I don't, that's still infinite, right? <laughs> um, fall from heaven and come to earth. And then they start to interbreed. And then you get your watchers. You get your Nephilim, which are the um, the offspring of the watchers, who were these fallen angels who had been kind of stripped. And they, they start teaching man metallurgy, magic, all kinds of things. And God eventually says, all right, that's we're, we're beyond that. Yeah, he's supposed to have taken all these half-breed you know, abominations and wanted to uh, lock them in caves and shit, but um, one of his chief spirits over here, what's a Mastama, the chief of spirits, intervened in that and asked for a few of them to become his workers, and Yahweh acquiesces, and he uses those beings to tempt humans to commit more sins so that he may punish them for their wickedness. Yeah, um, that's, that's and then Mastema later test induces Yahweh to test Abraham according to you know, ordering him to sacrifice Isaac. Yeah, yeah. this co this is coming into like the Gnostic early Gnostic. Mm, that's period. from the Book of Enoch. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and another book, which was it? Um, there's another book over here that retells it in a way. I well, there were different versions. The Book of, of the Jubilees. Yeah, yeah, the, the Book of Jubilees. Jubilees. Um, so, and this is the best the Bible gives you. Um, notice we've said Lucifer. We have not said Satan. Um, the reason for this is Lucifer is a separate entity at this time in the Bible. Satan isn't even so much an entity in, or in the uh, early, like, Old Testament and whatnot. He, Satan is basically the accuser. He's, he's like a prosecutor. Uh, pro prosecuting lawyer right which is the original definition of satan is yeah. the accuser the the opposition now this this role is reversed from an early the religion that uh judaism was born out of and satan's actually a noun if you <laughs> you have to add the ha in front of it to get ha satan or ha satan or whatever the hell they've got it with two long a's in the pronunciation of it doesn't sound right, you know. And, you know, we're going with the the modern pronunciation because you know Satan. Um, so it has to be high Satan to get the Satan, which still doesn't point to an actual proper. It's the one, like it would be you know the prosecutor, you know, not a prosecutor, but the prosecutor. You know, Satan is general. Anything could be Satan. Yeah, if yeah. it's in opposition to, it's yeah, Satan. In fact, it, if it's somebody, the Satan, it is the one that is in opposition yeah, of. Even if it's somebody that's a pest, like a, a, an asshole, it's kind of like the modern motherfucker. You know what I mean? Um, you might you not be you might not be the motherfucker, but you're a motherfucker, right? And that's kind of where it is. It's like that. That's their. That's kind of what it is at the time. And they throughout as as Judaic culture went on, they kind of evolved into. Um, are you familiar with the term tulpa? No. Um, so it's a, it's a Buddhist term, right? And basically it's like you can put, if you if you think about something enough, like create something, it's kind of how people think ghosts. If you, uh, if you think a place is haunted and you start seeing ghosts, you've kind of put energy into that haunting and created the ghost yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, self-manifestation. So, so they start, yeah, self-manifestation. 
they think they, they start to get on this ideal that Satan has self-manifestated, kind of he become a tulpa. All of this negative energy, all this thing that they have put into a Satan has become Satan. Um, well, you can kind of see that in its in its evolution from the beginning of it just meaning unaccuser or an adversary. Yeah. Anyone that is in opposition of or accusing someone of is Satan. And then in the early Bible, it's it's always referred to as a human adversary. And then later in the Bible, it starts kind of putting that supernatural entity power into it. it, now, it it's kind of like yeah. it just kind of evolved during yeah, the writing yeah. of the book and, and or books. Mike, you might remember this. Um, the Sumerian religion had... Uh, <laughs> the Sumerian religion had... All right, so one, we have to, you have to keep in mind, Yahweh was originally a uh, minor deity of Sumerian Canaanite religion. He was a uh, he was the god of metallurgy, right? Now Canaanite religion there was there was a creator god named Enlil, and then there was a god of kind of a go between between Enlil and humans. He was kind of the defense attorney or your your advocate, if you will, for humans between God and humans. Um, and when in fact when Enlil decided to flood the earth, you know, for Gilgamesh and all that. It's Enki who warns humanity. Enki goes to God, well, Enlil, and tries to get him to stop. Enlil's made up his mind, so Enlil, I mean, Enki goes back and tells Gilgamesh, hey, look, you need to fucking build an ark. <laughs> so, um, he's, Enlil's also the one in the uh, Sumerian version of the Garden of Eden who offers the fruit of, the, the fruit of knowledge, which basically frees mankind from in will's control <laughs> and give us mankind free will so, <laughs> this is where you get the serpent in the garden nowhere in the bible does it say that this that devil the devil satan tempted eve it was a serpent in the garden yeah it doesn't even call it a satan any in, any in any uh, way in any one any of the definitions envision, any like um representation that the uh sumerians made of inky is kind of almost like a reptilian like you've seen the Anunnaki picture. Yeah, the, I've seen the, that. The, the reptile one is Inky, right? So that's where you, you get that. That's where we get the first ideal of God and the devil. You know what I mean? Um, and the devil in this one is not evil. So when they when the uh, Hebrews left uh, Egypt and took the Yahweh God and made it their Enlil, their principal God. <laughs> Something had to fill Inky's place. Couldn't just be an idea anymore. Well, I can't even from the even from the the Bible's actual representation of I can't, I can't even say that that version of the adversary, the Satan, you know, was bad. The, no, 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 no. That he was evil in any way. <laughs> he just has a different role to play. <clears throat> <laughs> it's his yeah. job. And get this, right? We don't like it, but you know, it's, it, it was his job is what he was made for in this particular say, story. Say you're a toddler, or say you're a parent, and you have a toddler, right? And you put a toddler in a room full of toys, and you put the prettiest one, you cover it in fucking, like, touch poison. And you tell it, hey, play with any of these toys, but not that one or you'll die. If that toddler dies, is it the fucking toddler's fault? <laughs> or the person that put it in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
we're the toddler in this, right? Yeah. yeah the toy yeah. is this tree of life, and God is the parent. Yeah. <laughs> if God is that, if, if our parent is a fucking psychopath, we need someone from Child Protective Services intervening for us. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I mean, so, yeah, exactly. How did this get twisted into evil? <laughs> Motherfucker did humanity a favor, and, you know, if you look at it as an actual thing. Yeah, we could have been living in peace and, you know, in, in, in gardens and fucking walking around well, yeah, naked the, and I, the, not I, a care in the world. I actually think that the Garden of Eden story is kind of an allegory to us recognizing that there was a time of hunter-gatherer living in the forest with nature that moved into agriculture, right? Moved into civilization. And I think that's what the Garden of Eden was. It was mankind in its, in its tribal early hunter-gatherer form. And when we were cast out from the garden, it was because we started to, we left that behind and started agriculture and shit. And like that isn't, that doesn't even clash with the biblical telling. Not one bit. It's just the number of people involved is the problem, <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, that's the earliest Satan. That's the Old Testament Satan. There really wasn't one. He was. It was a role, not so much a person or a, a deity. Um, but then you move on into the New Testament. <laughs> yeah, New Testament Satan. Um, Mike, you did that. Well, you know what? Before we go into New Testament Satan, let's back up. We need to talk about Old Testament Satan, Old Testament God, and this poor little man. This poor, faithful, little man. Want to start talking about Job? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hast thou considered my servant Job? Yeah, this is a little little weird. It's an interesting little story. Um, supposedly, it's the story of the sons of God presenting themselves before Yahweh. Um, uh-huh. And in this particular, if, if this is it, uh, then, um, you know, story kind of goes that his counsel came in and he asked a particular one, the Satan, um, where was he at? And he was just, you know, I was roaming the earth. Yeah. And it's like, well, the Lord and, and why he was roaming the earth was to looking for, you know, men, you know, wicked men. He's like, that would fall from the grace of God or, you know, to question God or whatever. And, you know, Yahweh's asking him, you know, have you considered my servant Job? Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So Job chapter one, verse seven. And the Lord said unto Satan, whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. Um, that's, I've actually heard preachers talk about that, and I, I, kinda, I agree with them. Going to and fro on the earth means moving across the earth. Going up and down means going through like your different like heaven, hell, earth. Of course, at this time, there is no such thing as hell. There's a, a shul, a kind of a gray place. Similar to, like, uh, the, the Greek underworld. Well, I'm kind of still, you know, on the fact that, you know, he supposedly had dominion over the earthly kingdoms. So, yeah, he um, was just run, running around through his own domain. Kind of, when he was cast down from heaven. And he the was, up and down, maybe, from, from the pauper to the prince. Yeah, through well, through it, the up and down is, 
It could be, but it seems like it's more like laterally through like the different dimensions. Well, you know, he's there looking for wickedness, looking for those that would oppose God. You know. Well, it doesn't really say that. It says he's just been wandering around looking at shit. And then, then why would the conversation be going? Well, because God, God? <laughs> God wants to have this opportunity to poke at him. In verse 8, uh, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered thy <coughs> servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Satan, so that, that implies that Satan is down there looking for. It, well, it, it, I think it's more of, He's, he's like, yeah, I've just been around looking at shit, God. And God's like, hey, have you, uh, what about, what do you think about Job? Kind of like, you know, somebody showing off their new car. <laughs> you know? Um, Satan answered the Lord and said, I can flip him. <laughs> Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance has increased in the land. But put forth thy hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in, in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Now, this is basically saying, you can do whatever the fuck you want to him, just don't kill him. Yeah. Now that kind of tells me that he created this entity that the Satan has now become. And yeah. I take that as a job title, the Satan. Yeah. The, you know. Well, no, and this is actually the first mention in the Bible of a separate, of, of a separate Satan. Well, but it could be like doctor or reverend. Right. But this yeah. is the person that, the prosecutor. And that's kind of the role that they actually achieve, give him there is that he is the one that is the prosecutor in the trial when you go up there to see if you're judged and worthy. This is the person that's saying, but this is all the bad shit they've done. Look at this. And, you know, that's the Satan. He, he's the prosecuting attorney of heaven <laughs> kind of a deal. <laughs> that, that's kind of what I'm picking up out of the stories that represent this is how Satan came in. Um, some actually call him the, the angel of death because he is apparently able, if he wanted to, to, to actually kill Job. To the point where Yahweh has to tell him, no, don't well, kill Job. Well, the angel of death is actually a separate entity. The angel of death's name is, I want to say it's uh, uh, Gabriel. Was it, I think it was Gabriel, maybe Raphael. But the angel of death is a specific entity. Or do all the angels actually have the powers to kill? I think each one has very specific jobs and very specific abilities to those jobs. But <laughs> if, if the angel of death is the only one that has power over life and death other than God himself, supposedly. <laughs> Which is why well, Jesus would because when, of the whole trinity. When, but but yeah, that's kind of a whole nother... During the question. Exodus, there's, uh, there's a whole thing of... Like the angel of death is the right, one. Right, you don't have to give him a lighter. This is why we don't. Where the hell? You borrowed my fucking lighter no, last I didn't. time. I've got this one. Or did I hide my fucking? I hid my damn lighter. Mm -hmm. All right, see? Yep, mm -hmm. yep. See, that's the problem with having that thing, that that mentality. But the problem with alone and a lighter is, you know, you get that mentality. I mean, uh, I can't, I can't argue. Um, so, uh, Jesus, what was it? Oh, yeah. No, so, we were, we, yeah, we were talking about Job, angel of death. Um, yeah. In the. Plagues of Egypt, the Exodus story. 
Uh, but, angel but, of death but, is the one remember, that kills. Satan is so, not a name. Satan at this is the title. Could the angel of death, whatever Gabriel, if it is, I can't remember their names and they're all their roles, but could that be? Because he has the power to kill. Could that have been the one? Is, is he the Satan at the time? Maybe they all rotate I, into I being the Satan. I think what happens is delegation. And you see this elsewhere in the Bible where certain angels are sent to do certain things. I think what happens is that he gives uh, Satan uh, delegatory powers over all all power. But which one is Satan that. at this particular point in time? Be, Satan is a role. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to assume Lucifer because he's doing Lucifer's job, <laughs> right? You know, he yeah, so he's moving all around the world, bringing light everywhere and stamping out darkness. He's going back and forth between God as liaison. He's taking on. It, it, he's doing Lucifer's job, so it'd have to be Lucifer. So Satan at this point would have to be Lucifer with the delegatory, you know, structure of. So all the angels are at least you know. At least two different ones would have the power to actually kill humans at will. I, I still think it would be you delegate that, you, you send that command to the angel of death, he carries it out. Um, well, this ain't, you, you wouldn't have to mention you can do this, but don't kill him. Yeah, because he's. <laughs> Unless he had the option to. If he doesn't, if, he do, if you have to grant say, him the he power. Does say, do not reach thine hand out. So. I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, you wouldn't have to tell somebody not to do something they're incapable of doing. So let's let's start talking about what happens to Job now. And there remember, was, all of this is done because God withdrew and gave permission. Yeah, it, it wasn't because somebody came in there and just wanted to be wicked. He did it. He was he was told to do it. There came a message. Oh, there was a day. Wasn't even his idea. <laughs> when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And then the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and only I am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another. And said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven, and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and only I have escaped alone to tell thee. While he was speaking, there came another, and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands, and fell upon the camels, and have carried them away. Yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword, only I have escaped. While he was yet speaking, there also came another, and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house. It fell upon the young men, and they are dead, and only I have escaped alone to tell thee. And Job arose, rent his mantle, shaved his head, and fell upon the ground, and worshipped, saying, Naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked I shall return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Job chapter 1, verse 13 through 22. Yeah. Life happens. Death in happens. one moment, everything is stripped away, right? It can't get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, time goes on. 
Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And see, there is not, you know, he, he's not actually there as he's been he, he come in. So it, yeah, it, it's now it's, it, it kind of it kind of separates it to he's not one of the sons of God. Now earlier, it's he is one of the sons of God. <laughs> Yeah. It's like the story evolves as the story is written. He is no longer a son of God. Now he's just this general. <laughs> um, and basically the same, conver the same conversation happens. And the Which Lord is not the way it's actually written. But <clears throat> you know, it's just signifying that the Satan is among them. Yeah, he's no longer. It, they've changed that. Yeah, um, I'm just you know clarifying because some of the teachings that you get later in, in you know Sunday schools will actually separate yeah. it. I was I was literally told that the devil tempted Eve in the garden, and I read I was able to read at that point, and I had a King James Bible. I, I didn't have any other books. I forgot all. to bring mine to just just so I could flash it, let people know I do have one, and it it, I, it, it I, has I, been thumbed through. I have one, and it's missing. It's, 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 it's been it's been read. <laughs> it, it's it's been well read. Um, yeah. So the Lord says unto Satan, "Hast you considered my? Hast thou considered my servant Job?" That there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil, and still he holds fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him, to destroy him without cause. Let me rephrase, let me re read that past part. Thou movest me against him, to destroy him without cause. Yeah. This puts the blame, God is accepting the blame. I have moved against him and have destroyed him without cause. He doesn't say, you've moved, you've caused me to move against him. <laughs> he doesn't say no. <laughs> and Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin. Yea, all that a man hath, he will give for his life, his life. But put forth thine hand again and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hand, but save his life. And uh, Job, Job gets, gets boils pretty much everywhere. And uh, he's suffering miserably, rubbing it, scraping himself and like rubbing himself with ashes, trying to stop the itching and the miserable pain. And his wife says, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. <laughs> and he said unto her thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh what shall we receive good at the hand of God and shall we not receive evil and all this Job did not sin with his lips so even back then it was like yep God created that and evil God is the reason for good he is also the reason for evil yeah that, that, that over gets overlooked a lot in, in certain <laughs> And if you're going to believe the earth is 6,000 years old and that a man was swallowed by a fish and lived for three days, then you need to believe every single word. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just one of the dick moves of God. <laughs> making a man get swallowed by a fish. Uh, and then, torturing Job. And then Job... Well, allowing Job to be tortured. Job goes emo at this point. He opens his mouth and he cursed his day. 
Let the day perish wherein I was born, and the night in which it was said, There is a man-child conceived. Let that day be darkness. Let not God regard it from above, neither let the light shine upon it. Let darkness and the shadow of death stain it. Let a cloud dwell upon it. Let the blackness of the day terrify it. As for that night, let darkness seize upon it. Let it not be joined to the days of the year. Let it not come into the number of the months. Lo, let that night be solitary. Let no joyful voice come therein. Let them curse it that the day who are ready to rise up their morning. Let the stars of the twilight thereof be dark. Let it look for light but have none. Let it, neither let it see the dawning of the day, because it shut not up the doors of my mother's womb, nor hid sorrow from mine eyes. Why died I not from the womb? Why did I not give up the ghost when I came out of the belly? Why did the knees prevent me? Why did the breath that I should suck? For now I have been laying still and quiet. I should have slept. Then had I been at rest. With kings and counselors of the earth, which built desolate places for themselves, or with princes that had gold who filled their houses with silver, or as an un hidden untimely birth had I not been as infants which never saw light. There the wicked cease from troubling, and there the weary be at rest. There the prisoners rest together. They hear not the voice of the oppressor. The small and great are there, and the servant is free from his master. Wherein light is given to him that is in misery, and life unto the bitter in soul. Which hold for which long for death, but it cometh not, and dig it, dig for it more than hid treasures. Which rejoice exceedingly and are glad when they can find the grave. Why is light given to a man whose way is hid, and whom God hath hedged in? For my sign cometh before I eat, and my roarings are poured out like the waters. For the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I was afraid of to come is come unto me. I was not in safety, neither had I rest. Neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. Now, to me, when you separate the part where he, he's cursing the day that he's in, and then he says, now that the day has come that it, you know, he's feared, I take that as, to me, he, he's the one thing he's always feared is losing his faith in God. Yeah. Um, so I think he was at that threshold to where he was just about to curse God and, you know, say, fuck you, you know? Because he's just, he's already cursed today. He's already been going through everything, but he hasn't, you know, now he is facing the the time that he has feared. He, he obviously doesn't fear death. He's asking for it. He's begging for it. He actually spends the next. He's uh, pissed off that he ain't got it already. He spends the next six or so chapters of the Bible praying for death in in such a Shakespearean manner that this is one of my favorite parts of the Bible. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he is, the day upon him that he feared most is definitely not the day he dies. It would have to be something greater than that. And the only thing that I can think of that would be for a, a man that's obviously as devout as old Job here would be the day that he would lose his faith in God. I'm trying to get over here to the end of it. And that is pretty much where he says, all right, this is enough. <laughs> and starts to give him his shit back. Well, new shit. He doesn't get his old shit back. It's kind of fucked up. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, resurrect Lazarus, but couldn't resurrect his wife? What the fuck? Um, and, resurrection and, is so fucking popular they all come out of their graves during the crucifixion and shit but we can't fucking give Job his old wife back 
and his old sons? No. <laughs> Job then begins to kind of go on a campaign, basically talking about how horrible life is and that it would be better if no one were born. That the, the best hope for the, if, if this is the world that we live in, the best hope is for people to never, to not have any children, to, to not plant any fields. Everybody else should also just lie down and, and die. Which shows me he's lost his faith. Uh, for instance, chapter 31, verse 2. For what portion of God is there from above? And what inheritance of the Almighty from on high? Is it not destruction to the wicked and a strange punishment to the workers of iniquities? Doth he not see all my ways and count all my steps? If I have walked with vanity or my foot hasted to deceit, let me be weighed in an even balance that God may know my integrity. If my step hath turned out of the way and my heart walked after mine eyes, and if any blot hath cleaved to mine hands, then let me sow and let another eat. Yea, let my offspring be rooted out. If mine heart had been deceived by a woman, or if I had lain wait at my neighbor's door, then let my wife grind unto another, and let others bow upon her, for this is a heinous crime. Yea, it is an iniquity to be punished by the judges, for it is a fire that consumeth to destruction, and would root out all mine increase. Does that not tell you he's turned away? He hasn't turned away. He's wondering what he did. He's, he no, he would, he's saying that it would be better if not. He, he's, he's, he's sitting there. He's basically been gaslighted. He thinks that he's done something wrong. And he's just going around and like, I've done nothing wrong. And look, you know, God is angry at us. We have, we have sinned against God. He, no, he's <laughs> saying if we're going to go through all this shit and this shit's still going to happen, then there's no fucking reason in even existing. <laughs> he's also saying that. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's no fucking point. <laughs> and when you're saying there's no fucking point, then you've lost faith in the in the the ways of God. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee, and answer thou thee me. Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest? Or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Or who shut up the sea with doors when it brake forth? as if it had issued out of the womb. When I made the cloud, the garment thereof, and thick darkness a swaddling band for it, and I break it up from my decreed place, and set bars and doors, and said, Hitherto thou come, but no further, and here shall thou pride wa proud waves be stayed. Hast thou commanded the morning since thy days, and caused the dayspring to know his place? That it may take hold of the ends of the earth, that the wicked might be shaken out of it, it is turned as clay to the seal, and they stand as a garment. And from the wicked their light is withholden, and the high arm shall be broken. Hast thou entered into the springs of the sea, or hast thou walked in search of the depth? Have the gates of death been opened unto thee, or hast thou seen the doors of the shadow of death? Hast thou perceived the breadth of the earth? Declare if you knowest it all. Where is the way? Where, where is the way where light dwelleth? And as for darkness, where is the place thereof? Basically, he goes on like this. In other words, shut the fuck up, you whiny little bitch. Yeah, I did this shit. It's my sandbox. I'm playing it however the fuck I whatever, want to. Whatever. I do what I want. 
It was at this point in my childhood that I abandoned the God of the Old Testament. (laughs) You mean you have taken everything from me? You have tortured me physically, mentally, spiritually? And my only answer that I get, which is better than most of us, most of us don't even get that. The only answer I get is, fuck off, you little pissant. (laughs) 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 Which, to my thinking, Job just said, I mean, yeah, between that and the, the, the whole Egyptian fucking story, man, it was... Let me see there's a let me put in the studio snacks there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't getting no money from me, bitches. You ain't getting put on camera if I can help it. You know? <laughs> oh, look, a nondescript package. I'll take one of them, too. Absolutely. Thank you. But mm-hmm. fuck yeah, man. Um, but, but between the story of the Pharaoh and Job, I was like, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. Which one's the evil? <laughs> right? But this is the first mention of the Bible of Satan. And from the story, I don't have much to worry about from Satan. This is boss that kind of sucks. Right? <laughs> so in the New Testament, that changes. yeah it it, kind of does (laughs) all right people starting to get pissed off with me um let me recreate me (laughs) uh, he goes through a real pr campaign (laughs) but we ain't gonna call him me even though he is me but we're gonna make him tell him that he's not me yeah, and when he needs me most, I won't be there. <laughs> As, like most humans, right? <laughs> well, um, they're for Job, so. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he, has to, he has to recreate his image this time. So he decides the best way to do this is to <laughs> impregnate a 12-year-old girl with himself so that she can give birth to himself. Without then, consent, mind you. And then he can be offered up as a sacrifice himself to himself so that everybody can be free from the sin that he gave us. <laughs> sounds, sounds legit. Yeah, that just sounds like nonsense with extra steps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but now there's a personification of good in the world. And that would be Jesus. <laughs> yep, good old white Jesus. Just a white Anglo man wandering around in the Mediterranean <laughs> with all his white Anglo followers. <laughs> Boy, this brand is good. I sure do enjoy it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> And you don't really see much of Satan in this period. Now, you do see some demons um, during Jesus' life. Uh, there he, in fact, he casts a whole legion of demons into a, sw- a herd of pigs and makes them walk themselves off of cliffs. Yeah, they, 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 uh, they sent Satan through the same, a different PR company. <laughs> now he's more of a tempter. Mm-hmm. Uh, some kind of an agent of evil. Not personification even. of actual opposition to good. 
He has simply become the tree. You know? He is simply, the tree was the temptation. Right? Well, this, this, this point is where Satan becomes away from an adversary, an accuser, you know, a heavenly accuser, the, you know, the prosecutor kind of a, a role so an into an being. actual supernatural entity in itself with, that is in direct opposition to good. With its own, with its own like agenda. Yeah, instead of just being the natural balance of good, you know, the absence of good, you know, the, the opposite of good, it now becomes an opposition of good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so how many, how, how much you got about his, his temptation in the desert? I, I don't, I just know that he was. And then, you know, I, I, that's when I realized that, okay. you know, he, you know, Satan supposedly held dominion over the earth because he was able to actually tempt Jesus with it. So Jesus, Jesus was born. <laughs> and Jesus didn't tell him he didn't own it. To, to and, offer him. Uh, at 12 years old, Jesus is seen in the Bible, um, kind of discussing religion with the church temple elders. And then he disappears until he was 33 when he's baptized by John. All right, guys. So uh, if you notice, some things might be different right now. Just a little bit. Um, what happened? Where are we? Yeah. So did we, did Satan we time? happened. Oh, yeah. Satan happened. That's what had to have happened. Um, we were recording and we start talking about a uh, about a certain person that the the Christian Satan is not a fan of. Not he. Uh, he's not down with the with little jj you know what i'm saying he's uh yeah he's he's not interested in what would jesus do um i do have a good answer for that though. yeah no you know uh probably fuck around and get himself crucified <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah the, the audio went haywire for a lot um and we i didn't notice anyway uh, I didn't notice it right away for yeah, a little since while. Sound man doesn't actually exist. Um, you know, sometimes our attention gets taken elsewhere in the story, and some background shit happens. Like Satan. Satan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, uh, here we are. Where are we? Somewhere yep. about a tale of little, little JJ. Yeah. Well, hold on one moment. Um, dear, most gracious and heavenly Father, Lord, we beseech thee to keep your servant Satan out of our microphone cords. Uh, we rebuke Satan from our USB connection. Uh, the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you out of Windows NT. Um, <laughs> um, we all this, all this we ask in thy holy heavenly name as we speak of your works and your deeds and the sacrifice you made for us, dear baby white Jesus. Uh, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I do that yeah. If computers weren't so expensive, I'd give it the old smack heel. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Why not? We need to sue the church this day. I hate to get in the computers. So uh where we left off. Uh, Jesus was 12, right? Yeah. I'm just thinking of the people calling us blasphemous leavings right now. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand what's wrong with prayer in public places. It's the internet. 
know, <laughs> what's wrong with prayer? If, if you can stop my prayer. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Jesus is 12. And uh, for some it, reason, he's decided to go on the desert. Well, no, this is this is before that. He he disappears at twelve because he gets into an argument with the temple elders of like the Jewish temple. Oh, what else are you gonna do in that time? Everybody wanted to fucking desert. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he chose to be the hit thing today. <laughs> he either goes to Egypt or India. Um, I I, I like the India story. It it, it kind of fits. Um, Both. Got quite a bit of desert. And they both got quite a bit. And there's quite a bit of desert between Nazareth and India. Quite a bit. A lot of sand. <laughs> and also earlier I mentioned that uh, Jesus had run a fall of the Philistines. Um, that is not correct. David ran a foul of the Philistines. Who Jesus ran a foul of is the Pharisees. Yeah. So... You can possibly understand how I'd, mis I'd misunderstand uh, or transpose the names. Yeah. They're, they're irrelevant groups of people to me. But, you know. <laughs> that both start with intent. And it ends with the eens. <laughs> well, you know. So, anyway. He, uh, he comes back. He uh, starts his ministry doing fucking miracles and shit. And uh, he... he does does a lot of cool shit, you know. He, he heals the sick and brings the dead back to life, and uh, cast, except Job's wife. Yeah. Moment of silence for Job. Or <laughs> or well, she's always she's still there. In fact, there's like a pillar of salt in that part of the desert that they say is Lot's wife still to this day. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> a little bit. Um, and boy, they like to they like to point to the city that they're saying is Sodom now, and they're like, "Oh, look at all these huge sulfur deposits at this archaeological site. This is unusual." I mean, not really. <laughs> well, you know the old translation of the name Sodom and Gomorrah actually translate into. Yeah, <laughs> you're not going to find it. <laughs> um, just the names you, you named the city after what was going to happen to them, or the cities were named because of what happened to them. <laughs> so, yeah, and, you know, and and Sodom and Gomorrah is interesting because you got like angels walking around in the city looking like people that everybody in the city is trying to fuck. And, like, they get to Lot's house to kind of warn Lot what's going on. And this, these people from the city are, like, banging on his door, like, we want to know them. We want to fuck their brains out. And he's like, no, here, take my virgin daughters. And they're like, no. No, we want them. <laughs> uh, the, the holiest man in Sodom. <laughs> yeah. This is who he saves. Yep. So yeah, he um he he does all these things and he, he he's he's pissing off the, the ruling class of the, the head of the religion of the Jewish faith. And Rome at the time is in control of the area, but they kinda let the Jewish do their thing and kinda help them and 
because you know they're they're the ones primarily like they're, they're the underhanded ones you know they're the they're the ones that the pharisees are the ones that are like paying the political contributions so to speak you know they're like your super packs <laughs> for the area um so yeah they get they they uh i guess we can start talking about jesus side and you know let me go bounce out in the desert for a while and uh while jesus is in the desert let's hear about some other things satan did to his followers during this time oh i mean well one of the one of the deities did it the bears and it's just, you got you the uh the, the oh, apostles well, 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 yeah, the apostles, or you know, well, I don't know exactly where that what that come into it, but uh, yeah, if we're going to talk about who's 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 who on that. Let's see if I can find that again. Yeah, um, because like yeah, it's not not that one, not that one. You stupid phone. I had you up here. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I'll just I'll just research it right there. Touch my finger if you touch the right damn spot. How about that? Everything if you get that finger in the right spot. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we're talking about who's uh, keeping score of the, the horrible things, you know, whether it was Satan doing all these bad things or, you know, what actual bad things happened and who's actually at fault here. Um, it's a bunch of big ass moves that come around. Uh, this guy named Elysius to start with. Um, I don't know if y'all know, he's just a ball guy running that, that, you know, some kind of a prophet or something used to travel through towns or whatever. I don't know if he's a merchant or whatever, but, you know, he was apparently a man of God. Um, had some kids start to make fun of him and decided to curse the kids in the name of God. And all of a sudden, two she-bears come running out and started mauling children. Um, and the best argument against that kind of shit when I talk to people about that is that you know, there was no mention about the age of those children. They could have been young adults. Yeah. Um, it's not like that makes that any better. Yeah, but, young adult. a young adult at this time is 12. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it was a bunch of elderly fuckers. Really, you know, come on. You're just mauling people Again, and making fun of a ball. Yeah. Dad, you're not making that story any better. Is, roast, <laughs> is roasting a death sentence? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, but... Yeah, they either, you know, but God didn't do it. He, he was cursed in the name of the God. It was his curse. Okay, so this guy has the power of God, and God allows him to do shit like that? <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't believe about that. Yeah, go ahead and read the story for yourself. And Kings, four Kings, uh, 2, 23, 24. I'm sure, you know, you yeah, yeah. context from 20 to 28. Yeah, but, yeah, it's it's a big story. Um. You know, we, we just discussed one of them just a, a few seconds ago with turning Lot's wife to salt. Um, you know, she really didn't do anything. She, there was an explosion and she lived behind her. Yeah, that was I mean, all it was. <laughs> or she forgot that she left the stove on. You know I mean? <laughs> well, I don't think that's how you went to the Oh, God, everything's burning down. Oh, I need to drop that stove, though. Yeah, that was in the story of Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis 19 26. Um, but yeah, Sodom and Gomorrah burned and buried. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I said, you know, what the fuck's wrong with your naming system? Um, <laughs> um, didn't know this, but you know, God's got some people he don't like. He, he's got some, some limitations on who he accepts. You, know, you, tell you don't say. 
Um, there's some people he don't want in his church. They want them in his presence. And these are people with blemishes. No. Lame people. The lame. Those with flat noses. Dwarves. Yeah, he hates your people. Um, what if it's like the J.R.L. Tolkien dwarves, though? Yeah, they were good folk. Well, maybe not according to Yahweh. <laughs> They're not very good folk if you're a goblin. People with scurvy. So, yeah, he, he had problems with people with food issues. Eat limes for Jesus. <laughs> people with bad eyes. With bad skin. Aren't all of these things God give to people? And those that have their stones broken. What does that really mean? Not exactly sure. <laughs> so when I say a person ain't got no stones, I mean you ain't got no fucking balls. It means you fucking you're you're yellow, you're chicken, you're pussy. <laughs> um so you you've got no will, you've got no fortitude, there's nothing no no substance to you. You've been broken, beaten. What does... so what does that mean in a biblical term? Because I've got no idea. Stones yeah, he seems like a pretty exclusive son of a bitch to me. Yeah, and all these things are things that supposedly God gave us, the gifts of God. You know, we're created exactly as God's supposed to be. So why in the hell has he got, got flaws that he don't like? Oh, it's even worse. Uh-oh. That is one uh, whose testicles are injured. It could also be any kind of, like, birth defects. So literally, you ain't got no balls. Or, yeah, you <laughs> You know, while fighting a war for God, your testicles became injured and well. Your horse stepped on and shit. Yes. Yeah, it's it's literally that dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, boy. Wow. Hey. Oh, man. Transgender community got to hate that. Yeah, look at them. Jesus ain't going to love them no more. I'm telling you. <laughs> Imagine the shock to them. And all this, uh, all of a sudden, being to be cast from the Lord's sight. <laughs> Imagine the shock to them. Yeah, I'm. It's I'm sure they'll be. Just, I'm sure that's that's absolute news. Yeah, it's a good thing, you know. Maybe, well, maybe it isn't. Maybe we need to come up with some sort of like conversion therapy, you know, and change these people in the name of Jesus. You know, I don't think that would be at all abusive or exploitive. <laughs> I don't think that would result in any kind of suicides or let's solve abuse with more abuse. But Jesus said, "Spare the rod, spoil the child." <laughs> um. So throughout, throughout the parables of Jesus during his teaching, there's um he he plays a character in these. He, well, God, he tried to kill everyone. <laughs> on a long enough, he did kill everyone. On a long enough timeline, the survival rate against God equals zero. <laughs> he did kill everyone. And then he killed everyone but Noah's family. <laughs> uh, and cursed some of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All that genocide, bro. Yeah. Plenty of genocide. <laughs> Plenty of genocide. Ordering his underlings to kill their own children? Uh, yeah, not just Isaac and Abraham either. No, he didn't stop with well, him. I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, Jeff, 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 uh, yeah. Well, however you say him, he actually had to burn his daughter at the stake. 
Uh, Japheth. Japheth, yeah, okay. Um, just so he could get on God's good side before he went into battle with the Ammonites. Um, Genesis 22, 1 through 12, yeah. Just, you know, it's in there, folks. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I know I'm cherry picking. Y'all do it. Why can't I? I'm just cherry picking different parts. Um, killing all the Egyptian babies, all the firstborn males, including yep. puppies and kittens. Yep. I mean, you know, that's in numbers 16, 41, 49, whole story of the Pharaoh. You know, it's in there. All because God hardened the Pharaoh's heart, causing him not to do what God was commanding him to do. Uh, right? So how is that his fault? <laughs> he just wanted an excuse to kill children. And he didn't mind admitting that. He just loves, if any, if between God and the devil, if any of them requires the death of children, it's not the devil. <laughs> I'm just saying. One of them has literally told people to kill children. And the other one's like, hey, uh, you want you want some bread? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, killing a dude for not making babies with his sister-in-law. Yeah. So the the Pharisees are mad at Jesus, right? He Jesus was even the he was even the victim, probably one of the first victims of the original satanic panic, um, because the Pharisee he he casts out this demon. Well, host of demons, and the Pharisees accuse him of using the power of the devil of of uh, Beelzebub to cast out this demon. Lord of the flies. <laughs> yeah, um, basically they he they they accuse him of using the power of a demon to cast out demons. You, you see where this is going. Some... <laughs> she turned me into a newt. <laughs> it got better. So Jesus was executed because of this. And and whose idea was it for Judas to go to the Romans and tell them where Jesus was so that Jesus could die for your sins? Was it God's? No. No. Satan possessed Judas and influenced him. Entered into him. Your eternal salvation is owed to Satan. Because if Satan made Judas do this, then Judas is the reason that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. And your sins. And yours. <laughs> um, so Jesus is like, all right, well, everybody wants to kill me now. I'm, the, I'm under investigation for, you know... Being being a devil worshiper, so I'm gonna go out to the desert, and I and I'm gonna disturb myself for forty days. And I'm gonna think about shit. Buddha did the same thing, so did Muhammad. Um, but they go out to the desert, and Satan pops up, and he's like, "Man, you look hungry, dude. You really got some munchies. About that that rock over there. Doesn't that look like a piece of bread?" Yeah, it probably wouldn't be shit for you to turn that rock into bread. <laughs> Jesus is like, no, the man, and says some nonsense about, you know, give a man bread and whatever, the bread of the word. And, oh, he, he just spouts some real scripture at him. And so then he takes him to the top of the Jewish temple. 
And he's like, you know, Jesus, why don't you just throw yourself down and let the angels carry you to safety where you can have some food and water and what have you. And Jesus is like, no, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Uh, and then Satan's like, hey, look at from the top of this tallest mountain in the world. You can see all the kingdoms of the earth and all the riches therein. All that will be yours if you just, you know, yeah, just ask it. Yeah, because they're mine to give, right? <laughs> I was given this. I'll give it all to you. I will. I will. All you got to do is just bow, just once, and then it's all yours. Well, then angels show up and and give Jesus some backing, but you know, get thee behind me, Satan, and. Thus is the temptation of Christ. He goes back to Jerusalem, feeling like he's found to enlightenment, and he does. Right up on a cross. <laughs> Jesus Christ walks into a bar, rolling in, hands the innkeeper three nails. Can you keep me up for the night? <laughs> yeah. Sacrifice. You know why all the women love Jesus? He was hung like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man so i mean so satan takes on this role earlier on in the church but in the beginnings of the church church like your the holy roman empire and whatnot um satan is kind of a a buffoon he, he's like the court jester almost you know you you're already safe with the church the church is stronger than satan um god is stronger than satan and uh yeah so it, it's made people feel safe with them well after a while they're they need explanations for shit because the church ain't doing it no more so they start saying well we gotta blame someone yeah <laughs> every moral panic needs a double and, uh, first it's the jews there's the blood libel and they they first start killing off jews well once the jews numbers start to dwindle down and these problems aren't gone well, like, well it has to be something else they're in league with somebody. It's the devil. That's what it is. That's what it is. And then nobody expects it. It's like a nightmare. More Satan. <laughs> uh, yet again, yeah, like my man. prayers have been ignored. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's about right, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man. You know, would it be the worst? So, anyway, we've moved our way up to something nobody saw coming um oh yeah god kills satan thrills um so as, through their changing idea of what satan is and their changing ideas of what christians need um in order to kind of maintain over them through the power of the church the spanish inquisition yeah this is a little bit after when uh, the whole idea of uh Satan becoming 
you know, more than just an idea into an actual entity that has influence over everybody's lives. This this is where that led. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they would find people that had been accused or people that were kind of outcasts or Jews or, um, you know, had a different idea. Had a different idea. Uh, thought that the world was round. You know, something like that. Um, yeah. Liberals. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, and these motherfuckers were actually drinking liberal tears, which they usually extracted by, like, skinning them alive or burning them on a stake or nailing them to boards and, like, crazy shit. Um, some of the, I've heard some of the torture methods involving, like, rats and, like, metal bowls. Yeah, if, if you can imagine it, they probably did it. And what the whole concept was like, if uh, if you confess, you know, you get a swift death, and if you're not confessing, it's just because not you're a liar. So they, if they or torture you, the demon just denying it. Right, right. So if they torture you to death, and like they're able to kill you, then well, apparently you were innocent, and you'll be rewarded in heaven. And uh, if you're able to survive it, well. It's because of the demon and you was you know, forcing you to endure it and you know they needed to do more yeah nobody saw that shit coming um no however the monty python here they bring up a good method um which is burn right well what burns apart from witches well <laughs> you mean logic was even a consideration well let's think about this scientifically oh hell right wood burns so logically witches are made of wood now you could test this by throwing them in the water and seeing if they float but what else floats a duck so a witch should weigh the same as a duck <laughs> Now, this is off Monty Python, and it's a joke, but it isn't much of an exaggeration from their line of thinking. Well, they, well, they believe in God is the good force in the world. Yeah. And in order to make sure that his kingdom is secure, we'll just torture the shit out of a bunch of innocent people. Um, Why not? They end up making a instruction manual. The, of course, the malleus maleficare. How else was everybody going to be able to point out the? <laughs> and until very recently, this book was the most. And by very recently, I'm talking like Civil War. This book was the second most like circulated book next to the Bible. <laughs> I actually used to have a, a modern copy of it. Um, yeah, it's not. Yeah, uh, it means the witch's hammer. And it's basically a, a, an instruction book on how to extract confessions from witches, uh, witches, different signs of witches. Um, it brings into the court of opinion now this thing called spectral evidence, which basically says that if you're being cursed by a witch or you're being attacked by a witch, you'll be able to see, like, their specter, their astral body. That'd be really fucking handy. It would, right? Well, I could just accuse anybody of anything. I'm telling you. 
Think about Nobody else can see it. Imagine if tort law was a thing back in... I'm the only one that has an opinion in this. Because <laughs> I'm the only one that knows. Yeah. So, by spectral evidence, you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, who's got my money again? Uh, J.G. Wentworth. Yeah. <laughs> I have to bring up a case. Oh, shoot. <laughs> it's worse. Oh, yeah. Um... And the Spanish Inquisition goes on, uh, a lot of people die, it was pretty bad. Um, and some people really liked that, and they brought it over to the New World with them, the, the, the Puritans. They brought this shit over to the New World. Um, yeah, fuck you. Until <laughs> we get to this piece of shit. The son of another piece of shit who, who's had a cool name, his name, uh, his name is Cotton Mather, and his dad's name is uh, Increase Mather. Now, Increase Mather was a minister in uh, the New England Puritan, you know, theocracy, basically, that they lived in. And um, his son was fucking nuts. So he gets hold of the Malleus Malficarum, and he becomes kind of like a, a travel-around judge for the, the, the state-slash-church that exists at the time. And uh, he goes to Salem, where these, like, a few accusations of witchcraft have been. And this guy, he's the occult expert. He's he's the only one in the new world with a copy of the Malleus Maleficarum and who can read it. I mean, well, probably, yeah. I was say, probably one of the few that can read it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and he starts hearing these cases and sentencing people to death. And it, it's insane. Um, there's these mock trials. They were real trials, though. We actually have transcripts of them to this day. Um from this is like what 1690s something like that 1670s like 1600s i can't remember exactly when they were yeah so yeah this is this is going on people are like fainting in the courtroom saying she's putting a hex on me he's putting a hex on me you know i saw her dancing naked in the woods and these are real things and they believe some crazy shit back then um in, in the malleus malficarum it talks about how a, there's a recipe that witches use for flying, and it's in, it involves what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but we're, 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 I, I left this out in the previous one, so ha ha, devil. Um, <laughs> thinking about what's coming. To, okay. They they would they would take the fat of infants, like they would they would kill infants. And they would take that fat and they would make it into like a, a butter, like a cream. And then they would rub that butter on themselves, this baby fat. And they would grease up their their broomsticks with it. And, you know, they'd masturbate with their broomsticks. And they would fly. Sounds pretty reasonable. It's in the Malleus Maleficarum. Yeah. Um, yeah, no reason to question that. Let's, okay, move on. Yeah, and these are these are things they believe. And I don't know, and if you look at it from this. And no reason to question it. Yeah, and if you look at the stuff that sense. we're going to come to later, it's nothing new. <laughs> they believed it back then. <laughs> Went to court over it. People died over it. A man was crushed to death by stones because he refused to admit to it because he didn't do it. His last words were, more weight. <laughs> One of the unsung heroes of the, uh, the 17th century. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, eventually, though, Cotton's dad. For a long time. Cotton's dad gets involved, and he's like, "No, that's that's fucking enough. No more spectral evidence. You know, uh, Satan can infiltrate anything, and he has infiltrated clearly the system. All of our breeding women are dying, son. We got to do something different. Yeah, and they once they ran out of breed women to kill, they started killing older women. <laughs> Uh, and men too. Like if you owned a farm that was na- that was you had contested area of, of grazing land, and your far- your neighbor farmer's like, you know what, he's a witch. <laughs> my my livestock are starving, and look, nobody could have predicted that shit. <laughs> yeah, um, they would drown people through trials of ordeal. They would put them in water, kind of like waterboard them in a really complicated manner. And uh, if they drowned, well, then they were innocent, and they'll be in heaven. And if they if they didn't, well, they're a witch. <laughs> and you'll be buried face down. Face down, face down, uh, with a brick in your mouth in some places. <laughs> the Spanish Inquisition never died, man. It just it just changed places. Um, and then, you know, uh, America gets freed from Britain and from the Puritans for the most part. Um, they basically make sure that there's not going to be a theocracy ever again. And uh, yeah, they stopped burning. Well, they stopped killing witches and started killing Indians. <laughs> you know, they, they had a different other now. There's someone else. Um, Another pack of heathens. Yeah, yeah. And you know, after after they start, they get done killing off all these Indians. Well, then you have the rise of spiritualism, right? And this kind of brings new life into the occult and demonology and Satan and all that. Um, Elphias Levi and Aleister Crowley. You know, this is this is where they come in, and they mainstream it. You also have um, the mother of uh, Theosophy, and therefore the Nazi um, movement. Helena Bolaski. She's part of this whole movement. Gravester's history is pretty interesting. Fuck yeah. He was a, yeah, he's a British spy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Crowley, yeah. Uh, definition, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, so yeah, it's, it, these, these people kind of paved the way for the uh, 20th century uh, kind of new age revolution. Um, which gives us Anton LaVey and the Satanic Bible. Um, Anton LaVey, he was uh, he was an interesting character. Um, definitely a showman, uh, fucking circus act. Uh, actually, he learned he like when when he was kind of traveling around the country before he ended up finding founding Satan, uh, the Church of Satanism, the Church of Satan. He uh, <laughs> he was working on a circus. He was a uh, what's the Calliope. He played the Calliope and was a he, he claimed he was a lion tamer. Um, there's a picture here with him with a fucking leopard. You know, so I can't rule it out. Um, but he was he was definitely showman, and he developed this uh, kind of like Scientology did, right? It was like a new way of looking at religion. Um, although this is much less predatory than than Scientology. Uh, he find, he writes the Satanic Bible, and it's kind of like a self help book. Um, people that are kind of outcasts and whatnot find themselves on the outside of, of Christianity and like religions. It gives them a way of saying, look, you don't really need these gods. You know what I mean? You, you, you can be your own master. 
you can you can set your own fate and uh that because one of the things that's what satan did in the bible right and that the pride of satan by declaring himself god you've been cast out you're doing basically the same thing you're you're the god you're the master of your own destiny um because why shouldn't why should we you know forbid ourselves from worldly pleasures if we were designed to find pleasure in the world right right it, he he makes he, he gives us all these instincts and carnal desires and drives and then sets the rules in complete opposition yeah it makes no sense it makes, it's a system doomed to fail it's a flaw in design <laughs> if you want a desired outcome unless your desired outcome is sending people to help or sin you give them you know um so he basically turned it around like you know uh satan the church of satan is a very liberal like religion even though it's atheist they don't believe in a god or the devil there's a symbol of satan kind of uh satan represents like indulgence and um taking care of yourself responsibility for yourself you know uh you're responsible for your own actions you're responsible for your own outcome taking it back from a supernatural entity back into an idea exactly backing into an idea a symbol and he he chooses that because one that is kind of what the idea of satan was and it, it was also a slap in the face to christianity especially like you know you're, to, on both cheeks yeah <laughs> um and your your post-war 1950s you know it, there was kind of a it, an overbearing of the church at that time that's when we get the in god we trust on our money you know shit like that uh one nation under god gets added to the pledge of allegiance and you can tell it was a forced addition just just say the pledge without that line and then say it with it and you'll, you'll notice it yeah it makes more sense it throws it completely out of cadence mm -hmm. it doesn't fit it, it was thrown in there just to appease a few and so he comes in as kind of opposition to this you know the opposition the accuser <laughs> um turn he wants to turn that upside down on his head he basically just wants you to think for yourself be your own entity your own master um this actually terrifies christians of course it right? does and also yeah, during the same time himself. right after the the announcement of the church of satan existing you have the charles manson cult murders right you also have like rosemary's baby out there uh you got the and so you have all this like true horror show shit with the helter skelter murders and then you have like this this satanic cult movie with rosemary's baby and anton levey actually did the voice of the devil in the old 1960s uh rosemary's baby so uh, cool little factoid but uh yeah so you you have all this coming together the birth you got the birth of satanic church you got uh rosemary's baby like becoming this huge hit you know Christian America is getting a little bit freaked out. And so they start being overbearing on their kids. They start pushing shit down their throat. And um, they also, at this time, you start getting the shit politicized. All right. Jerry Falwell steps in with his racist shit. Uh, he's the one who gave us uh, private Christian schools because he couldn't think of any other way around segregation. <laughs> yeah. Um, and to this day, to this day, Liberty University has a lot of ridiculous standards that are based on religious stuff. Um, you can't be dating. 
Um, you can't have a flat nose, you can't have <laughs> nose, you can't have bad eyes, you can't be a dwarf. I'm sure they've got those in there. Those, 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 if you, those if you handle, those if you handle sure. a reptile on the day before the Sabbath, you are unclean until the following Sabbath. <laughs> I mean, they, these are the limitations placed on us by God, so uh, they must apply to the, the, the churches. Well, yeah, and the, the, the schools, right? And... I would say that none of this matters, that religious people have the right to send their kids to these schools, except for what they do at these schools is they train them to go into public office. He begins to... Or they put, literally call their little teams, you know, the Crusaders. Yeah. And then you start... That's when you also see a lot of um, propaganda in the Christian churches, like putting on the holy armor of God. Yeah. Armed with the, we the actually have a local one with you know their 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 teams are the Crusaders as well. Brand, you know, it's, come on, man, you you know the message on that. Onward, Christian soldiers marching off to war. You don't have a coat with Jesus. Yeah, he basically is sending out a whole generation of new politicians, lawyers, everybody into office that start making decisions that put things in the Christian favor. Um, it starts, he, he, calls it, he calls it the moral majority. And it's when you start to get like the right wing Republican party really marrying itself to evangelical Christians. <laughs> and they, they start fighting their causes together. It scares me the fact that they've had to find their morals through their faith. <laughs> yeah, they have this whole concept of like, oh, you need God for your moral laws, for your moral standards, because without God tell you not to, you would just go around raping and murdering. And I'm like, well, no, you're free to rape and murder as much as you want. I rape and murder zero. <laughs> I choose not to partake of this. Yeah, I found my morality without him. Um, and I question the fact that, because it scares the fuck out of me. That you need somebody to tell you you can't go raping and murdering? Yeah, that requires your faith to believe in. What happens when your faith gets shaken? What do you do then? <laughs> why Why is it not enough just to know that killing and raping is bad? <laughs> why, even if your faith does slip and you do go out and do some horrible shit, you've got a fucking fail safe. Just fucking ask for forgiveness and actually man. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, there was a picture right after Charles Manson died. I loved it. I kind of wanted it made into a t-shirt, but it was a picture, it was like a sketch drawing of Jesus holding Charles Manson, like Charles Manson with tears in his face and like burying his face in Jesus' chest, and Jesus like crying, him, like, I love you, man, it's okay, you're forgiven. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sharon Tate's baby's up there like, hey, <laughs> you know, but, but I, I, that's, the, that's their thing. It's like, if you are forgiven... If you've accepted Jesus into your heart, whatever you did don't matter. Whatever you did don't matter. So yeah, that that kind of, that whole fucking thing scares the shit out of me. Yeah, man, it it's ridiculous. Hitler, heaven, Gandhi, <laughs> no, 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 hell. <laughs> I'm supposed to follow in this. <laughs> it's it's nonsense. It's it's fucking gobbledygook. In case this was in the part of that, it got messed up. I don't know. And if it is, I'll say it again. Those of you over the you don't believe in God. You know, I ask you first to define God, and we'll have that conversation. 
<laughs> yeah, um, because if it happens to be the majority of this crap, nah, so I'm not, good. Not, not a god to me. I'll pass. It doesn't I, fit my definition of what God should be. My grandfather once had, back when I used to debate my grandfather about it, he asked me, like, what would happen if, you know, Jesus came down today? What would you say? I said, no thanks. <laughs> You've done enough evil shit. I don't need to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Jerry Falwell happens. Uh, legislation, people get put into powerful positions, such as sheriff's deputies, judges, prosecutors. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they have this, this idea on their head that they are at war with Satan. They're on a war, the war to save this Christian nation from the clutches of Satan who are reaching out to hurt their children. The children, Mike. And then they found out that a whole lot of children have actually been getting hurt. By people in churches. <laughs> you know who's not having a church sex schedule? <laughs> Buddy Satan. <laughs> you, don't, you just don't hear that. Not, not once, man. Anytime you do, it's always some nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> you want those to get thrown out. Uh, so this, there's nothing fun uh, Jerry Falwell and the moral majority have taken away all the fun um, there are little pockets of fun here and there but they're kind of ostracized and what are you going to do if you're a teenager and you, or if you're a company that produces games yeah you, know, you, you come up with something that might just you know distract the youth from reality because reality sucks. Mm -hmm. um, so this little company TSR comes out with a wonderful game actually called Dungeons and Dragons. In the yeah, big fan, big fan. It's, it's a great game. You can play fantasy roles, pick your character, and go do things that you really can't do in reality. Yeah, if if you never played it, and thanks Skyrim. Pretty good analogy. Skyrim is probably the closest to D and D. You're going to get in a video game. Well, yeah, just about every RPG role playing game is based, is based on in some way. In some way, yeah. Um, but uh, we're in the height of this, you know, religious uprising and stuff. So you know, having a game that you know has children having fun. Um, yeah, they're not having fun. as you know fictional characters, you know, such as you know elves, you know, demons, ogres, you know, witches, demons, you know, they're witches and wizards, spells, wizards, and wizards, demons. Well, yeah, you just can't have that, and you know, there's also this little suicide you know thing that's been going on. People, you know, you know, the youth is having issues, and you know, finding that reality kind of sucks, and you know, they're questioning you know every fucking decision that they ever make. Um, so yeah, it's not just people in D and D, but there, there's you know, the suicide rate starts rising about this time, and D and D just happens to be a nice little fucking target because a couple of these you know youths actually having issues with with reality and you know their own personal realities as well and you know a few of them are committing suicide and you know you know these these kids are you know, usually fairly on the weird side of normal um it's so yeah and now they're running around casting spells and you know yeah, talking yeah. about demons and warlocks and you know if, dwarves because they're talking with their friends about this and if you want a really good 
visual of how the game is played and the people that are playing this game, check out season f well one through four of uh, Stranger Things. Pretty, yeah, there's a lot of D and D, and um, but uh, <laughs> so happens that uh, during this rise, you, you you've got you know the suicide rate, you've got a rise in the the child you know, uh, abuse allegations and stuff are coming. Um, one particular kid kills himself, you know, by the name of Irving Pulling, and that really sets his mother off. Um, well, she blames D and D, of course, because why not? This is something strange and you know weird and demonic to a modern Christian household at this particular time. Never about Christians. I can see why the the young man would actually find D and D and latch into it, um, because it's some other fantasy that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's at least a fun one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So why can't I, you know, indulge into this? But um, this kid, you know, uh, during the interviews and all trying to look into a suicide, it comes out that um, he was actually struggling with his sexuality at the time. And being in a devout Christian household, I could see why that would be causing him some emotional distress. And might even lead one to suicide. Are you saying that Christians have a bad history with their, uh, with homosexuals? No, no. Good, good. Not, not at all. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't want badmouth Christianity in any way. Before Mike's get fucked up. <laughs> um, but, uh, well, yeah, she, 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 she decides that she's going to be take on a crusade against uh, you know Dungeons and Dragons, and of course the logical way of doing that is suing the, the son's principal at school. No, why in the hell would she come to that? Well, it just so happens that the principal was using games to uh, help some troubled kids stay out of trouble. You know, figured if they were there in after-school extracurricular activities, they wouldn't be out stealing cars, doing drugs, and all that good shit, you know? <laughs> Perfectly logical thing to do, you know, if you think about it. You know, let's give the kids something else to do if you don't want them doing the things you keep telling them not to do. Yeah. Because you're just making them want to do it. Yeah, but making you whisper into Thanos' ear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too much fun. But, uh, yeah, she sues the principal because the principal is the one that got him hooked onto D and D and put a curse on him. To clipped on it like it's fucking crack. Yeah, so he put a curse on it. That that was that was literally an allegation in the the case. Well, that case gets dismissed because, you know, fuck <laughs> you, bitch, you're stupid. Um, well, she didn't take that line down. Oh, no, 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 no. And after that case was dismissed, she decided that she was going to sue PSR, who created the game D&D. The way she acts, she probably didn't take anything laying down, if you know what I'm saying. Probably not. <coughs> she had to find something else to do. <laughs> Making a sandwich was out of the question. <laughs> Didn't even pop in her fucking mind. Oh. <laughs> Things would have been so much better. She yeah, just handed some mayo and a slice of bread. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, this will be the final episode <laughs> So, instead of doing all that, she goes and, you know, she decides to sue TSR. Well, yeah, that didn't go over too well either because, you know, apparently that, that judge didn't believe that anybody could, you know, change anybody's lives or actually teach them witchcraft to cast curses on little children. 
Um, so she just says, fuck it, I'll go after the publishers then. And that judge is like, yeah, look, you've already been told you fucking idiot twice, so go home. And well, no. Somehow, the cases keep coming up with, you know, you know the, with, with D&D being the, the cause of children going into satanic rituals and possibly abusing children as well, that she becomes an expert witness against D&D and forms this group called BAD, authored about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, because MAD was already taken. <laughs> well, they go on this crusade pretty much all over the country, and of course they were, they were selected because they knew that, you know, really religious, you know, populations were going to be supporting a total ban of this game. So they pushed that hard to the limit. But in some areas where Christianity wasn't quite so prevalent, like in the, the, the Northeast, um, it was, you know, we just need to restrict this. We, we, we need to control it, you know, put an age limit kind of thing on it. That would be fine. Um, and, and in this the whole big giant push against something that was actually giving these kids that found that, you know, reality sucked. Yeah. You have further othered a group that already felt other. Yeah, and well, there was a noticeable rate uh, change to the suicide rate that they were looking to change. Um, it actually went up by thirteen percent. Well, that was their goal, right? <laughs> the, the growth of suicides, uh, along with uh, a growth or a spike in the child abuse allegation cases, led to a flood of reports of ritualistic abuse of children. Um, yeah, that, that, and most of these cases were actually, you know, fell apart in trial or, you know, just proven false outright during pre-trial investigations. Um, some of them actually led to wrongful convictions and imprisonment. Um, a couple of these, you know, families, you know, that, you know, had proper businesses before. Had yeah, there were over 12,000 unsubstantiated cases. And even if it doesn't go to trial, I mean, the news is out there. It takes off like a fucking wild yeah. Your life is You go to jail for a week, Real your life is real shit. You go to jail for a week, your life's fucked up. Especially if you're already living hand to mouth. Yeah, one of the first ones to come up to note would be, um, yeah, the, the preschool. Um, yeah. So, uh, the, What's the name of the motherfucker? Good name. McMartin. McMartin, yeah. yeah. Victoria McMartin's preschool in, in the early 80s. Um, but we covered that in the part that Satan did not destroy. Wonderful. So, guys, uh, thanks for bearing with us on this edit. And uh, be the gone Satan. And uh, continue listening immediately. Yay. All right, that worked. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what happened there. Don't know how we fixed it, but you know, just you know, I guess you know the whole technical thing. First thing they tell you to do when you call tech support: have you tried unplugging your device and plug it back in? Yeah, hold on, let me find the flashlight. <laughs> the lights are off. <laughs> okay, so, so we we've got this whole you know rise of suicide, and we've got a few uh, um, ab child abuse cases coming in. Um, and that is about the time that we have this little book coming into play um, called Michelle Remembers. Oh, boy. Look at that. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> now, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you dug into this one a little bit more than I did. But, um, yeah, well, this, you... this little bastard, Lawrence Pazder, um, decided to use some weird fucking repressed memory yeah, so stuff. Michelle... 
Michelle was having like some issues. Um, and I think before we start talking about this, we need to back up a little bit on how child sex abuse was treated at this time. All right. So um, at the time, you know, when at first there was just nobody would admit that child sexual abuse was a thing that was happening on a massive scale. Right. And then when it finally became clear that, OK, this is a problem we have to deal with. They started this whole thing with, oh, well, it's really the mother's fault because she's busy working and not home fucking dad. So he goes on to the next best thing. <laughs> and so what they would do is um, they would believe pretty much what the child was saying. They finally got to the point where they were believing it. But because there had been such a history of them not believing it, they went too far the other way. Yeah, they started doing these questionings, you know, at, you know, with, without the parents there just taking the child and sometimes mm -hmm. as, as you know, young as two years old and there's a few of those yep. like there will be a, a an allegation at a, a child you know daycare and the police will go in and they question all the children there and then you find out where the the, the people that work there where they worked at before yeah, and then they go and question those yeah. children now the line of questionings that they were using well, we'll get into that with, when we get to McMartin. Just, just, think, <laughs> just think that you're talking to a child. Yeah. Um, you can't just ask a question and expect a, a complete construct well, of an answer. Let's, let's break it down real, real, real quick. Way. Now, Mike, think like, instead of being the largest person you are, think like a toddler. What color is this? You, know, you don't know. Well, you say you know. Say, give it a couple days. Blue. What color is this? Blue. Well, because you're an adult, <laughs> you know that. But yeah, a yeah. child will begin to question when you, yeah, when you, when you, yeah, If you do it a couple more times, you, you kind of start. You know, yeah, if you've asked me one more time, I'd have probably went with teal. Yeah, I'd have changed my answer. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's, I know that, yeah, that's the point you're going for. You, when you ask a question over and over again to a young mind. They're thinking they're wrong and they want to please the authority. Yeah. Right? They want to please the, this adult. So what they do is they'll try to find the answer that, that, that you want. And if I move on from then, then you, oh, okay, well, we've moved on. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, and, and, you know, that particular line that we're going to go down is, is only a, a shortly after this book. But, yeah, more on the book and the, the way that come up. Um, like I said, she was having some issues. Yeah. She went in, she, she found this therapist. Who was doing, like, this hypno, hypnotic, eating size. Well, you must have some, some repressed memories that are fucking you up. Yeah. So he does this hypnotic regression thing. How do you feel about hypnotism, Mike? You think well, it's a thing? No. Yeah, I, I'm kind of on the fence. I've seen some things that make me go, hmm. Yeah, I kind of wonder yeah, if you if you have a weak enough resolve or, or a weak enough grasp on reality, you might be open to suggestion. Yeah, I, like if kind of a way, yeah. but you know, actual, you know, you're asleep. No, you'll be a chicken. And no, I, I think that's nonsense. <laughs> um, but and I, I because the human brain doesn't you, like your memories aren't a fucking VCR tape that can be rewound and replayed. Right. right? Um, your, your your memory of a past event is constantly being changed by future events being put on top of it. It's constantly being put through new filters. So I don't even believe in this regressive therapy bullshit, right? Well, that regressive therapy, it has been debunked. Yeah. It's no longer allowed. It's no longer looked at as a, you know, a, a legit um, way of, you know, diagnosis. But or, supposedly or through this therapy, he starts to get this story out of her that um, these 
forgotten, suppressed memories. Oh, that satanic cabal and her bringing up to it. And yeah. Being locked in cages and animal sacrifices. And, you know. Yeah, and, you know, that that they kept trying to do, they made her shit on a Bible. You know, I mean, they kept trying to do things to get her to go against God and because she's a toddler, she wouldn't or some such shit, and they <laughs> failed. And it, this, if anybody who knew her was like, no. Like, the neighbors of her house were like, No. You know, her teachers all through school, when she was supposedly, you know, in a, locked in a cage, shitting on Bibles, she was sitting in a class. So, no. <laughs> but they get married. They write a book. They make a movie. <laughs> he, he becomes a, an expert in, in, on this thing that he, he created. Yeah, I guess he would be, right? If he made it up, you're, you're, the, only, you're the expert on it. And this oh, is the first man. thing of, that we really hear of and, ritual and, and, child abuse, yeah. ritual sexual child abuse. And, and he, he comes up with this way of you know teaching others to be able to find out, uh, find it in some of these other allegations of child abuse and stuff. And, start, and then you have, you know, therapists and doctors and police officers and everybody. Yeah, there starts to be these. little reports in pockets all over the place. Of, of this same thing. You know? This is what we got to look out for. This is how you spot it. And, and then when, when you start going into all that, you start being able to manifest it yourself. You start seeing it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so it moves on to, and, and this story gets so popular. Mike, you know who Mike Warnke was? No. You ever heard any of his great shit? No. Not he, he was a uh, stand-up comedian, a Christian stand-up comic. Who had this? Might, but who, I don't recognize it. Who had a story? You, you've heard one of his jokes. Why do you park in a parkway and drive on a driveway? Why? Uh, another one was, um, how do you know when yogurt's gone bad? <laughs> these, these are Mike Warnke jokes. You know, <laughs> but in the middle of his stand-up routines, he would start talking about his backstory. He was once a high priest of the Church of Satan, apparently, who involved himself in child murder, child molestation, worshiping the devil, uh, summoning spirits and ghosts. Um, he talks about leading a ritual in which a 12-year-old girl's sex organs were cut out of her while she was alive. That just doesn't sound like the stuff that I read in Satanism and... You know, no, no, <laughs> the laws of the. Book. It doesn't. It isn't how these things work. But because he's a Christian and he's stopping in the middle of he of these stand up bits and he's telling the story, they believe him. Because my understanding that you know, you have to be a volunteer to be. Now sacrificed. my thing is, why wasn't if he did all this, why wasn't he charged with any crimes that he confessed the details of? Wasn't charged with a single crime. Do you believe a comedian? No, they did. <laughs> <laughs> they believed it. it. This was real. This was something that was happening. It was all over the place. So now we come to Big Martin. Oh yeah. Oh boy. 1983. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. while I go urinate, you want to give a background on what McMartin, what the preschool was? Oh, I, I ain't sure exactly what the preschool was, but I can, I can get you into uh, what happened there, supposedly. Um, the case, it's a preschool, you know, 
and uh, this this lady, uh, Miss Johnson, I can't remember her first name. It's over here, but I ain't scrolling down to look for it right now while I'm trying to get into this. Miss um, Johnson had a son who one day had a problem moving his bowels. Um, and this caused her, you know, remember we're in a, we're in a, a position where a lot of child abuse cases are, you know, have been popping up and becoming, you know, news and news is becoming a little bit more than just local. Um, so this, she, she starts hearing these other stories. Her son has a problem moving his, his bowels. So she immediately makes the leap to her husband has been abusing her child. Not only her husband, though, because she also decided to include the daycare. Um, Miss Judy Johnson, that was her damn name. Um, and one particular person at the daycare, I want to say his name was Ray, but let me double check that. Uh, da, 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 da. Rhea, Ray Buckley, uh, one of the employees there, uh, got pushed into this allegation that came out of nowhere. Um, so she made the accusations back in 1983, and it grew so fast that um, there were arrests made in 84 and the whole pretrial investigation while they were looking into some of these allegations. And, yeah, they grew more than just the abuse part. Yeah, um, um, yeah, it started with that one mom, right? Yeah, Miss Judy Johnson. You know, her, you know, her son, you know, had a problem going to the bathroom, and all of a sudden, you know, that led to yeah, her well, husband and uh, you know the daycare, you know, abusing her son. Yeah, which turned into Ray being able to fly and yeah. And <laughs> according to some of the, they they started using these these interrogation methods with these kids, and these stories became more and more fantastical as the avalanche as the snowball started rolling, right? Yeah. Um, to the point that it's entering into court evidence that these kids are being put into a plane with no windows in California, flown to Florida, you know, and molested and done sexual Satan satanic rituals with Chuck Norris, and flown back to California before their parents get there. Yeah, I read one of the children actually pointed at a photo of Chuck Norris as one of the uh, abusers. And I was like, oh my God, Chuck Norris is well, everything. I guess we're going to talk about Chuck Norris though, right? There's some credence to these. If one is doing all these like, you know, powerful well, satanic rituals with children, you would expect some powers well, let's to actually go, Let's go with the actual allegations here. <laughs> You know, uh, bizarre overlapping accusations that mirrored the emerging satanic ritual abuse panic that was starting to grow. Um, they saw witches fly, traveled in a hot air balloon, were taken through underground tunnels, shown a series of photographs by Danny Davis. One child who had identified Chuck Norris as the abusers. They were said to have occurred in secret tunnels beneath the schools even though they never found them. Nope. Um, Parents actually went. Claims of orgies dug. at car washes and airports. Children's being flushed down toilets to secret rooms where they would be abused. <laughs> and being cleaned up and brought back to their parents. Um, there was even a game mentioned called the Naked Movie Star, where yeah. they were supposedly put out and photographed, nude, of course. Um, you but, saw what that came from, right? Yeah. What it, you see is what you, or what you say is what you are. You're, you're a, a naked, naked movie star. Yeah, it's just a way of children to tease children and shit. Yeah. That's all the hell that shit was. But yeah, that that's where it was. Now, Judy Johnson, who made these allegations, um, 
including that you know Ray Buckley could fly, um, <laughs> had admitted that she was mentally ill. Now that was withheld <laughs> throughout these trials uh, for you know like five years. <laughs> um, you know, she was schizophrenic, yeah. um, diagnosed even. Um, in fact, you know, this continued after she died because the allegations were already made. It wasn't just her anymore. It was like 360 other children in this whole big giant network of other preschools. Like I said, the cops went there and then they had to, to trace the breadcrumbs all the way back. And so, and then, you know, of course, somebody else had to say something that, you know, all that happens here too. And, you know, so yeah, th this got huge. Yeah, yeah very. <laughs> but yeah, Chuck Norris even. Yeah, um, and you know, break away a little bit here to talk about some. I think is some evidence that some shit went on with Chuck Norris. If you decide, if you look up some facts about Chuck Norris, you you find some some pretty striking things, Mike. For instance, did you know that when Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone, he already had three missed calls from Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chuck Norris counted to infinity <coughs> twice. When Chuck Norris does a push-up, he's not pushing himself up. He's actually pushing the earth down. <laughs> the flu gets a Chuck Norris shot every year. These are facts, Mike. Now, if that isn't evidence of some sort of deal with Satan, I don't know what is. Did you know that underneath his well, beard... No, Satan comes to Chuck Norris to make the deal. <laughs> Do you know that underneath his beard there is only another fist? <laughs> that has a beard. Uh, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just want—I I was so happy to have an excuse <coughs> to read out some Chuck Norris facts. One of my favorite videos of all time is Chuck Norris reading some of the Chuck Norris facts. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's great. Um, but yeah, this is all fucking nonsense. And they—the court. It keeps having to, like, drop charges, drop charges, drop charges. Let this person go. Let that person go. This um, went on for a total of seven years. There were two trials. The longest and most expensive trial in American history, which before learning about this, I thought was OJ. Now, it, it took someone showing just how fucking stupid some of this shit was. Um, before it, it did. Now it's it's down here. Uh, I should have had that pulled up. I can't even remember where the fuck it was now. But yeah, the, um, they they showed the the line of questioning. You know where they were actually being led down the questioning line, like you were saying. You know, basically making up the story as they went along. Um, there, they, they, yeah. Well, did you talk about the dolls? No. So, um, the, the forensic uh, child psychologist that goes around to talk to these children um, to get these stories, basically, she is the person who invented the anatomically, anatomically correct dolls, right? And so, what they do is they'll engage these kids in a state of play, where they're playing with dinosaurs and whatnot, and then these other dolls, they work these other dolls in this other conversation into what is playtime. So when they're making these kids are making up stories as toddlers will do, they'll come up with some fucking fantastical weird shit with just very little. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Their minds are product. their minds are wide. So these kids are in a state of imagination. You know what I'm saying? 
And then all these, all these confessions, all these wild accusations come from that. They come from these kids who are thinking they're engaged in playtime. And when they give an answer, a real answer, they're not, they're not being, that answer is not being recognized. They're like, oh, they must be still in playtime. No, yeah, I was, I was right. It was the, it was the, them showing the actual videos of the, the, the interviews with the children. That was the reason. To, and seeing the videos and the way that the children were led into the story was the reason that the jury failed to, to do any convictions. Ray got convicted. Mm. Pretty sure. No, there were no convictions in these trials. He might have had his own trial, but in these trials, there was no convictions in either one of them. Let me see here. <laughs> and the letter that the fucking cops sent out to the fucking parents. You, you don't suppose that caused any of the fucking outcry there. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was, he, he got, he, he got let go, but, and he'd been, he was never convicted, but he was in jail for five years. Yeah. They, they, his yeah. life was completely destroyed. Oh, his reputation and his life. Yeah, gone. Forever. Yeah. For no reason. For no fucking reason. None of this shit happened. None of these kids were probably even abused. You know, if they were, it was probably by their parents. <laughs> not, not Ray yeah. Buckley, who was admittedly strange. Here's the letter. The department is, dear parent, the department is conducting a criminal investigation involving child molestation. Ray Buckley, an employee of Virginia McMartin's preschool, was arrested September 7, 1983 by this department. This following procedure is obviously unpleasant, but to protect the rights of your children as well as the rights of the accused, this inquiry is necessary for a complete investigation. Records indicate your child has been or currently a student at the preschool. We're asking your assistance in, in continuing investigation. Please question your child to see if he or she, how dare they be binary, what, yeah, has hey, been a witness to any crime it? or has, have they been a victim. Once investigation, our investigation indicates that possible criminal acts to include oral sex, fondling of genitals, buttock or chest area, and sodomy, possibly committed under the pretense of taking the child's <coughs> temperature. Also, photos may have been taken without their clothing. Any information from your child regarding having ever observed Ray Buckley or leave a classroom alone with a child any nap period or if they ha ever observed Ray Buckley tie up a child is important. Please complete the enclosed information form and return it to the department return, return it to the department in the enclosed stamped return envelope as soon as possible. We will contact you if circumstances dictate the same. We ask you to please keep this investigation strictly confidential. Yeah, like they're going to do that. Yeah, that didn't happen. Because the nature of the charges and the highly emotional effect it could have in our community. Please do not discuss this investigation with anyone outside your immediate family. Do not contact or discuss investig the investigation with Raymond Buckley or any member of the accused defendant's family or employees connected with the McMartin Preschool. Capital letters. There is no evidence to indicate... The management of Virginia McMartin's preschool had any knowledge of this situation and no detrimental information concerning the operation of the school has been discovered during this investigation. Also, no other employee at the school is under investigation for any criminal act. Yeah, but they were. <laughs> yep. Over nothing. Over nothing. And this 
this case is why the reason that when I was a kid, I, I wasn't allowed to go to preschool. I didn't have preschool. I went straight into kindergarten. They, they do it because my fucking well, super Christian parents were so worried about the. This one was just the most notable one, most the most public one. They were. It the was one. this. This rash spread through the vast majority of the damn preschool community areas. Yeah. I mean, just just about every one of them had some kind of weird allegation go on at some point in fucking time. Mm -hmm. um, this is also when you start to get you start get these things of uh, like daycare at churches become popular during this time. Yeah, we're starting to really get you know full blown into the panic. Um, and throughout the eighties, it spreads like wildfire through all of you know the USA. <laughs> and you know by the the nineties, it, it's pretty much started going worldwide. You know, you start hearing those same stories and allegations <laughs> in just about every other country that has news. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, this brings us to the nineties. You know, oh, we got another. We got another one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nineties. I'm sorry, yeah. I was getting ready to say no. no it, it was it was a ninety three. Yeah. So in uh, West Memphis, Arkansas, in uh, it was May of ninety three. Um, yeah, May fifth, my birthday. Not my birth year, but my birthday. May fifth, nineteen ninety three. Uh, Stevie Branch, Michael Moore, and Christopher Byers get reported missing. They're all eight years old. They get, fuck you. They get reported missing in uh, their hometown. Um, there's a there's a search that goes on. Um, at the same time, they're reported missing. Also, this little side note here. This might be a full on episode one day. Um, <laughs> there, there's the guy a, in the Bojangles. Yeah. There's a report <laughs> of this guy covered in blood. You know going into the bathroom and leaving, and there's blood everywhere, like, all over the place. So they call the cops, and the cop pulls up to the drive-thru window to take the report, doesn't go in and collect any evidence. You know, it's a small town. You and, 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 I mean, yeah, but this is, this is the thing. Well, she has to, she leaves. The she must be the only cop on duty because she's <laughs> yeah, got, like, a right. hundred calls that she's got to respond to. Yeah. She's also the one, the first responding call to uh, two of the three missing children reports. Um, and, you know, they, there's the search that goes on and on. Nobody knows what's happening. And uh, the next day, uh, throughout May 6th, you know, they're, they're out there searching. And around 145, a uh, junior patrol, patrol officer, Steve Jones, sees a little kid's black shoe floating around in, like, this drainage muddy creek out in the, the woods behind the neighborhood. Um... They start going through this creek, which is, man, if you see it, it's like real, it's, it's like, it looks like uh, creamed coffee. You know, the water's just muddy as fucking shit. And he's crawling around on there and he bumps into something. And what he finds is one of the boys' body. Um, I'm sorry, let's see if it says which one was first. Uh, I can't remember which one was first. Let's say right there. And be careful when you, if you go look up the documentary you oh, saw this God. one. God, <laughs> um, um, be very careful. Um, choose them. Choose them carefully because there, there's one of them out there that uh, is a full documentary, and by full I mean explicit. Full. Um, the kids are shown. Yes, they find all three of these boys hogtied and like 
held down in the mud with sticks. I'm not. I wouldn't exactly call it's it hog. Exactly, it's not exactly hog tied. Their 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 wrists are bound to their ankles, but it's kind of like if you were sitting down you're, and then yeah. tied. Right, they're not actually hog tied. Their right wrist was tied to their right ankles, and, and it kind of forces them into a sitting style position not hogtied like behind their back which is what i think back of as that's what i see as hogtied yeah. yeah um they and all right so this part gets graphic and i'm just going to go ahead and get through it um reading here from the wikipedia page on it yeah uh, uh, damn it where was it yeah well, they, okay. well, you, you um, they, they do find all three of them yeah um, stake to the bottom into the mud yeah their clothing had, was also found in the creek. Some of it twisted around sticks that had been thrust into the muddy ditch bed. The clothing was mostly turned inside out. Two pairs of the boys' underwear were never recovered. Not only inside out. Not only were the pants inside out. They were buttoned and zipped. Uh, Christopher Byers had lacerations to very part, various parts of his body and mutilation of his scrotum and penis. Um, the autopsy by forensic pathologists indicated <laughs> that Byers died of multiple injuries while more branch died of injuries with drowning um and so we got to talk a little bit about weather and human decomposition yeah as we can say that they really couldn't give you a good cause of death on none of it no they pulled the they pulled these because bodies of out of the creek person that they call a corner yeah <laughs> you want to talk a little bit about the corner do you do i, I kind of agree with the the episode you know, do you did you have to have a license or do you have to have a license to be a corner <laughs> can anybody just sign up <laughs> i mean i know that you have, License? <laughs> Do you have to know any fucking thing? Because I mean, if this this person is an example, and I hope it's better now, but if if not, then I mean, fuck. You know, I I I, I, I think your cat is more knowledgeable on what to, <laughs> what to do. So one, it's going to be hard to nail down any kind of time of death. One, because they've been in the water overnight, and two, well, being in the water that that was that was out. relatively cool water. Right, it would have preserved it when they get pulled out of the water. You're talking about it's it's probably high 80s, low 90s, you know, 130% humidity. We're talking about Alabama. Mosquitoes, flies, yeah. bugs. And what happens when they pull them out of the water is they cover them with this white plastic. Sorry, Arkansas. Arkansas, not Alabama. Yeah. And, it's still uh, south. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and while the sun's part shining down on this plastic, it's... It's cooking. Greenhouse in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Speeding it, up everything. Yeah. So, also, when you die, uh, your, your, your sphincter muscles, your butthole muscle, lets go and unclenches. Um, police initially suspected, because of this, that the boys had been raped. Um, it was later disputed, you know, because of, because of a decomposition fact. Uh, trace amounts of sperm DNA were found on a pair of pants recovered from the scene. Um, prosecution experts claim that Byers' wounds were the results of a knife attack and that he had been purposely castrated by the murderer. Um, and what, what really happened was turtles, right? They even called this, like, particular part of the woods, like, Turtle Bay or some shit like that, or Turtle Creek, some shit. Uh, snapping turtles are everywhere. And, you know, snapping turtles do dead animals. Yep. Right? It actually explains... No, they that, don't have to be dead. <laughs> It actually just explains a lot of the wounds. Um, like, surely they were murdered and staked to the bottom of a creek bed, but the the most a lot of the laceration and shit most likely came from uh, turtles. 
Well, just the fact that they were naked, I'd almost say that there was probably some type of a sexual thing. I mean, if you're just going to kill them, and, you know, then, you know, why go through the whole fucking thing of, you know, tying them up and keeping them, making them naked? I mean, there's really no other where to go from them. I mean, it's it's kind of A, B. There has to be C here. And, and <laughs> so the police, the, the sheriff, what was his name? Um, oh, God, I can't remember the sheriff's name. Um, not Jerry Driver. He's a piece of shit. Uh, anyway, the, do the, little. the main prosecutor or whatever, he, uh, he's got to wait before he can go forward with the investigation. He needs to wait on the coroner's report before he can make a decision. How long does that take, Mike? Three weeks. Three weeks. Three fucking weeks. <laughs> In a small town. It's not like you had a whole lot to do. No, they, he knew the coroner. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> um, it also should be noted that at this time, the West Memphis Police Department is under an internal affairs investigation due to suspicion of them stealing drugs from another police department's evidence room. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, Jesus. that was a thing that was what? going on. Yeah, that was a thing that was happening, buddy. Actually, there's there was a problem with that at this particular time in Arkansas. Um, there were these two boys who got found murdered on the on a fucking railroad bed. Like they'd been like laid there for the train to fuck them up when the train rolled over. You know, uh. that actually came up to this like fucking thing that kind of links into Iran Contra cocaine deals with the U.S. government into the smuggling into the United States. Like <laughs> it's, it was a huge cops. The police stations were involved. Governor was involved. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's going to be a cool story one day. We'll, we'll talk about that once we start doing a little drug war. <laughs> um, yeah, so they got a lot of bullshit going on already. And then this happens. And it takes three weeks to get this coroner report back. And by this time, any trail's gone cold, right? They, Except for the rumor and, you know, yeah, Mr. speculation trail. Yeah, because, well, this, start, this is, look, what else could it be? Right, it has to it has it, to fit in somehow with the satanic you know, ritualistic well, abuse it, it, of it, children. It does. It does mimic what stuff like Mike Mike Warnke was talking about with the genital mutilation. What Michelle remembers talking was talking about with the kids being taken out and molested and killed in some sort of sacrifice. Yep. You know, so it had it, to fit it, it in it there somehow. Does fit, and these things are being taught in law enforcement classes. Um, right. So it, it's a thing that happens. And uh, I even remember when I was a kid, um, they had, like, in the early days of D.A.R.E., you know, they had a cop come in and kind of introduce himself, real ask questions. And I remember I had just learned about the Salem Witch Trials. And I'm like, is witchcraft illegal? He was like, well, in and of itself, no. But when it comes into, like, human or animal sacrifices. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was still a thing when I was a kid. Um, so, you know, there's, uh, he, this is what it's going on with. This is the only explanation they have at this point. And, well, it just so happens that they have a, uh, like, a juvenile officer, you know, in charge of, like, kind of, like, juvenile offenses, name of, um, God, damn, Jerry Driver. Jerry, Jerry was a race car driver. <laughs> uh, old, old, uh, old Jerry Dare was, uh, he, he had a he had this like real weird fucking hobby with him and his partner right and they would go around at night like cruising the town looking for people doing satanism 
like looking for people that were involved in satanic worship. I guess they were going to bust them up. I, I don't know. Because um, to my understanding, at no point in time since the signing of the Declaration of Independence has devil worship been illegal in this country anywhere. I, I can't think of a single crime. <laughs> I can't even think of anybody who was arrested for being a Satanist. No. <laughs> not, not directly. Maybe he was just trying to do the Lord's work. So he has a, he has a list of kids that he's thought of as like, uh, you know, the, the kids in the area most likely involved in satanic worship. Um, and those kids are Jason Miss Kelly, Damian Eccles, and uh, Jason Baldwin. Yep, Baldwin. And uh, what happens here... No relation. There was actually like 15 or so kids on this list. But um, Damien... Damien was me or you probably. You know what I mean? Damien Damien was definitely more like me when I was growing up. Me too. I I identify... I I fuck pretty hard. Dressed in black, you know, weird jewelry, fucking... Into the occult. Long hair. Definitely into counterculture. I wouldn't necessarily say it was a cult. I was into counterculture. I was into a cult. I was I was a little bit more. I, I actually had Aleister Crowley books. <laughs> you know, I knew I, I, I knew about Aleister Crowley. I didn't study him, but I knew about him then. I mean, because you know anybody in the metal does. Yeah, and Damien's <laughs> on the top of his list. Right? <clears throat> Damien's been involved in some little like assault things and little little charges. All of them had some like little shit. Um, the Damien is the main one that he's after. He wants Damien hard. Like he's got a hard on for Damien, like you would believe. Um, even at one point, Damien, before all these murders and whatnot happened, Damien kind of got sent to live with his uh, relatives, like in Oregon or some I don't know someplace that's not Arkansas. And Jerry Driver calls the local police station where he where the where he's moving to, and lets them know that Damien's a Satanist and they need to keep an eye on him. And this police department's like, yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he ends up getting in trouble there. Like him, the, like him and his girlfriend like run away to this abandoned house together, and like they're both underage, so, you know, big whoop. And um, he gets separated. And they they break up, and he goes through the typical teenage stuff. Well, I'm going to kill myself, and all this. He, he gets into his emo phase. You know, it was his first heartbreak. And uh, it had kind of been broken up by their, by their, like, their guardians, you know. And he ends up having to come back to West Memphis, where old Jerry's waiting with arms wide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, not too long after, you know, he, he one day sees uh, Jason, Jesse, and Damien all, like, walking together with, like, robes and sticks like, is they, I guess they were going to play D&D or LARP or some shit. Yeah, because they had a LARP. This is, yeah, LARPing did start becoming a thing then. Um, yeah, so which didn't help the whole fucking, you know, D&D being Satanistic or devil worshiping or demonistic because people were running around yelling these fucking spells and shit and actually chanting them. And we're talking about in public parks yeah. and shit like that. I mean, you know, where children are playing and, you know, these fucking, you know, actual freaking devout christians and all that are seeing it and you got kids running around you know casting spells yeah. at each other and shit <laughs> Lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah damien uh he, he has a girlfriend and jerry driver asked him what do you you know what's your plan of the future with this girl what, what, what plans y'all have together he's like oh we're gonna 
we're going to get pregnant so we can sacrifice the baby to Satan. You know, he's just being a smartass because he knows that's what's going to get under Jerry's skin. I would have said the same fucking shit. <laughs> I would have done anything to get under this fucking prick skin. I want to do it today. <laughs> to this day, Jerry <laughs> is still doing the same shit. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, um... So they, 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 they get they get this girl who uh, she what was her name? Vicky Hutchinson? Yeah, the, the the waitress at the truck. Yeah, shop. yeah. She she gets like some sort of little charge, like shoplifting or something. And they're basically like, Well we'll make this go away if Who uh, somehow knows um, She knows Mc, Jason. Mc, 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 I mean no, she knows Jesse. Yeah. Miss Miss Kelly. Miss Kelly. Now uh, a little bit about Jesse Miss Kelly is um his, his, he's got like the IQ of a, like a third grader or something. Garden snail. Yeah, he's he's really slow. He's like, he's one of those, it's like, oh, bless his heart. He's a good hearted kid. He's a little bit slow, you know. And it, and the cops, when they inter, get to interview him, they, they, they explain things in the way you would explain them to a child. They knew good and goddamn well he was slow. Um, but they get him, they, she knows Jesse. So they know that. Jesse, through you know, he can talk about Damien. So what she they do is they try to get it set up to where that uh, Jesse tells Damien that this grown woman's into him and she wants him to come over. And she goes like Jerry Driver tells her to go to the library and get some books on the occult and have them laying around so that Damien will talk about some shit. Well, that doesn't happen. Damien comes over. He's there for like fifteen minutes. He's like yeah, <laughs> and leaves. You know. <laughs> Um, you have this grown woman that's kind of coming on to him, and, you know, there's all these books about the occult with the library stamp on it, and he's like, I don't, I don't know what's going on here, but this is weird. <laughs> and so he, he leaves. Well, she goes back with this story that um, Damien came back later and picked her up, and they had Jason and, and Jason <laughs> in, like, this red convertible car. Now, Damien lived in, like, the poorest of the poor. Like, he practically lived in a camper the trailer was so small. Like, these, these people are all dirt poor. Ain't no red convertible anywhere except on posters. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> he comes in this red convertible. He's 16, mind you. Yeah. Picks her up. They all go to this witch's Sabbath the spot, you know, where they all have names like Snake and Lucifer and Spider. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this never happened, right? Like, this thing, it, ne it never, never She happened. even recounted it. She recounted everything. Now, this gives them the ability to go and talk to Jesse. Right? So they get hold of Jesse, and they bring him in. And they, first off, Jesse don't know what satin is. <laughs> he's hearing about all this Satan stuff, and he's like, what's satin mean? So he can't really read. <laughs> he, don't, he don't even know what satin is. And they start asking him questions about his relationship with Damien. And Jesse's had kind of a complicated past with Damien. You know, sometimes Damien's the bully, sometimes Damien's the friend. I knew kids like that. You know, we'd be hanging out and cool for two or three days, and the other day they tie you to a tree. <laughs> it just happens with your kids, especially way out in the country. Um, so they, they, they start coaching him, and... They have to explain to him what what oral sex is. They have to explain to him what uh, you know what what sex is, what fucking uh, ritual abuse is. They have to explain to him all these things, and they keep they keep him there for like fourteen hours, 
and they keep asking him questions and guiding his answers. You know, they're like, uh, they'll, they'll ask him, um, well, what time, what time did you and Damien meet up? He'd be like, oh, around two, two o'clock. He's like, no, we know the, the, we, we know you were in school then. So they keep making him change his timeline. They keep making him change things to fit. Till finally, they're able to get his story to the point where uh, he, he asked them, well, what were the boys tied up with? They were like, rope. He said, rope. And the cop says, no, it was shoelaces. <laughs> so they start the story all over again. And when they get to that point, it's changed. They get to the next detail. He tells them what they want. So finally, he's able to tell this whole story the way they want it. And then they start recording. <laughs> and then they, 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 he basically tells them the story. Now, the whole time, when they're not recording, they're telling them, like, there's this reward, $35,000. And if you help us get Damien and Jesse, you know, we can, you know, you, you can get that reward. You, your dad can get a new truck. You can really help your family out. You can go home. All this will be over. We're on your side. We want you on this side of the circle. I know those stories. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he goes for it. And um, in order to, because his initial story is that they, they grabbed the kids and went into the woods. And uh, he, well, he was in the woods and he saw them there with those kids. And he saw, every time he'd come to a step, like, oh, well, that's why I went home. They're like, no, 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 what happened? Well, then they tied these ones up and I went home. Well, what happened after they tied them up? <laughs> well, they, um, they started screwing them and stuff and I went home. Well, they end up getting it to where uh, Michael Byers in, in Jesse's story runs away and Jesse catches <coughs> him and holds him so that Damien can come get him, which is, allows them to charge him with murder at this point and bring him into trial, which allows them to give a arrest warrant also. Now that he has been charged with the crime, they, have an, they can get an arrest warrant for Damien and Jason. And the only thing Jason ever did was have <coughs> hair, hang around Damien sometimes, and wear Metallica shirts. And you too. That, that came up. And all the satanic bands that they're talking about okay. during the trial, they mentioned you too. Alongside, alongside like Metallica. <laughs> Look, I don't even listen to you too. <laughs> that satanic music you too. <laughs> With or without you. We know what you mean, Bono. <laughs> and so I listen to Almost everything on that list that they you know bring out about you know what's supposed to be satanic music and you know, you too, what? <laughs> yeah, that, that comes in out of left field because he apparently was a big U2 fan, you know, and they <laughs> had to throw that in there. What if he'd been a Johnny Cash fan, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I was able to simultaneously enjoy Marilyn Manson and Johnny Cash. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, and and let's and on goes the fucking circus trial of goddamn kangaroo court. First off, when Jesse goes to court, they're not allowed to present any evidence from from a psychiatrist about uh, false confessions. Well, the the whole story of this is has, has other you know podcasts, and we could do a story on the whole thing. But you know, just tying it into the the panic, I think is, yes. is good enough. We don't have to go through the whole trial. Well, and, you know, they, the whole they decide thing. that they're going to throw out um, psychological evidence, and they bring, but they're allowed to bring in this occult expert. Oh yeah, because the judge is like psychological. What we there ain't no place for that in an Arkansas courtroom. 
We're all slow. And then it comes into, they bring in this other guy, this occult expert, who... Is, yeah, though that, that's yeah, like we were talking about. Everybody's being taught how to look into this, and when now you know, thanks to that fucking motherfucker that wrote the book, you know, you know we've we've got occult, occult experts, experts popping up all over the fucking who place. Who don't know shit. He claims that uh, uh, Alistair Crowley said that sex before eight or you lose power. I've read every word that no, Alistair Crowley ever written. Most of it is goddamn radio instructions. None of it has anything about that. Crowley never talked about sacrificing children. No, nope. no molesting them, um, and the, but he keeps changing his number to mix it to, to match it, and then come to find out his degree was kind of a was like a mail order thing. <laughs> he kind of made it up. Um, so what ends up happening is these boys get sentenced to convicted. Uh, Two Dam- of them to life, one of them to death. Yeah, Damien gets sentenced to death. Uh, Damien spends eight. They all spend eighteen years in fucking prison. Uh, Damien's eyesight because he spent so long on death row. He actually has to get like spe- has special glasses now that have like this UV filter, and now he's like extremely nearsighted. He can't see anything because he got used to everything being right there. You know, it, it scarred him for life. They end up getting out of prison, and like, that's a story for another day. Mike's right. This is an exciting yeah. case, but it's a long one. It is, um, but yeah, it, it 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 fit nicely into the whole satanic panic because the you know, supposedly they These were. Boys you know, have never been arrested. Yeah, they were supposed to have really ritually abused children. Yeah, something that never um, happened. You know, <laughs> now, this case is actually still ongoing, um, surprisingly enough. Um, so you can look up current events you know, all over the place on, the, on oh, yeah. these guys. I, I point you to um, the best. The be- there's several documentaries on it, um, like Paradise Lost and West of Memphis. Uh, there's a few podcasts on it. Last podcast on the left did a really good one, as did Necronomapod did a good series on it. So, uh, yeah, check those out as well if you're really interested in the story. And uh, we'll probably Absolutely. Do it one day. We'll probably get into it as well. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, and yeah, this is what I was like. As soon as I opened it up, it was like three boys going missing. And then the, yeah, it starts going out. I was like, God damn it, I thought we were done with this after you've all day. <laughs> but no no but uh yeah here we are right, this case finally does yeah they, they go down and it, it ends in the public eye but it is still ongoing they just finally got out this year actually um um but yeah by the late 90s uh it, this whole satanic panic evolved from just some cults and you know little groups of people doing stupid shit into vast rich cabals of power using children or raising children for use in ritualistic abuse sacrifice porn prostitution you name it um and then it, it kind of disappeared we had something else in the late 90s come in and give us something else to panic over a little bit we had y2k <laughs> Satan's evil plot to fuck up windows. Bill <laughs> <laughs> Gates conspiracy with the devil. <laughs> but then it pops his head right back up a little bit, but in a completely different fucking way with our Ninth Crusade after 9 11. And this actually gives rise. And know, then <laughs> the Q. Yeah, 9 11 brings us into this, like patriotism tied to Christian identity again. It, it wakes that back up. It never went away. Believe me, I grew up on it. No, it didn't go away. It was just, you know, covered. And I grew up sleeping. between McMartin and 9-11. <laughs> it never went away, but it was, 
it, it got quieted down a little bit. You know, Meryl Manson got popular. Came back Fucking a cue. But now we come... And come, not the Star Trek cue. Like I said, no, not that interesting. Well, I would well, love for that to fucking happen. But this, no, we before, got Q. Can we talk about the early days of Q with Pizzagate? Remember Pizzagate? Yeah, well, that, that, we're, we're, that, that tractor and I love that. Yeah. yeah, the QAnon. Oh, boy. Oh, my so God. There was a theory that um, the Hollywood and the, the Washington, D.C. elite pedophile cabal was keeping children stored for sex parties and ritual abuse and sacrifices in the basement of a pizza parlor. Again, with secret basements and tunnels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Almost exactly the same story as with Martin. And so this guy is like, I'm going to do my Christian American duty. I'm going to go rescue them children. And, you know, he shoots up the fucking pizza place. <laughs> Doesn't find the basement. The reason for that is there's no basement. <laughs> it is a concrete slab. <laughs> no openings underneath. No basement. Never happened. The only children ever in there came in to get some fucking pizza. <laughs> so yeah, the satanic panic is still strong. And yeah. unfortunately, it is still being pushed by these fracking Christians that believe God is the good in the story yeah they have this idea that um if the president they like is in power it's because god wanted him there and uh this really came into play with trump and trump didn't do he didn't do anything to help his case with it <laughs> but he leaned, he leaned into it a little you know once it started, i think it started happening kind of independently of him you know, where Jesus for Trump, they started to make it more interchangeable. There's an actual religion now with holy books that call him the second coming of Christ. Oh, Jesus fucking oh, Christ. They he, yeah, man. It's a fuck. Trumpism is actually a thing. <laughs> now, bro, when I was younger and I had my hair and my beard wasn't as gray. I had been called you Jesus-looking motherfucker. Yeah, I got called Jesus when my hair was kind of poofy. Yeah, I had long hair. I looked like I literally looked like every fucking picture that you see in a white Christian household of Jesus white, hanging on the fucking Jesus. wall. White Jesus, the fucking you know, the beard and a little bit of a mustache and the long flowing straight brown hair. <clears throat> you gotta admit. And, and, you know. Now, just, 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 just because of a point of interest, when I cut my hair, my nickname, instead of Jesus, people gave me the nickname of Satan. <laughs> when I had short hair, I still had the little beard, the little yeah, goatee. Yeah. I, I got called Satan <laughs> just yeah. because I cut my hair. And I asked a friend of mine, who was, you know, his wife was extremely religious, and I, and I asked her, now, just looking at me, do you trust me more now? Or when I had long hair. <laughs> she said, when you had long hair, you do kind of look like Satan now. <laughs> I'm like, God, what the fuck? <laughs> now, my Christian family had this whole... I don't know but I couldn't have called myself the second coming of Christ, even though I knew about the Bible, you know, more so then because I had currently read it and read it and read it just so I'd make sure I was doing the right thing. Um, and so I could carry on a better argument because I was really anti-Christian at that particular point in time. Um, 
But I could have called myself the second coming of Christ. And with the knowledge I had of the Bible and the looks I had, they still wouldn't have fucking believed me. But this asshole. <laughs> who openly, like, has declared himself non-religious. You know, has, has said that, that the religious right are the most fucking gullible people on the planet. They were like... I mean, if being a dick is all I had to do, motherfucker, I was a bigger dick than Trump until I've decided I needed a little bit more morality in my fucking life. <laughs> I was a much bigger dick than fucking Trump. I was way more fucking articulate and a little bit more intelligent, I would say, even. Where the fuck is my following? Yeah, right, right. You didn't, you didn't cozy up the right people, right? And this is why I'm glad we started the There's podcast. only so many holes I'm willing to stick my dick in. <laughs> See, when me and Mike started a podcast, it was about the time I was on the edge of considering going to seminary school, becoming a Baptist preacher, and just, you know, playing the game. Oh, we got to do anything but that. Because <laughs> I, I can't it. even take it as fake. <laughs> I mean, seriously, to, to sell something like that, you almost have to believe some of it yourself. And I just... No. <laughs> I don't believe a lot of them believe it. <laughs> the ones that I think believe it are the little tiny churches that aren't that you can't find channels for on YouTube. I believe those pastors believe it. But the ones with the mega churches, these fucks, they don't believe a goddamn thing except for the almighty dollar. <laughs> you know? They, 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 want, they tell you that there's a... And what was the fucking... Um, oh, what was the name? And before you folks say, I don't believe in a god... I ask you first to define God, and then we can have that particular conversation. Um, I will ask you why you don't believe in Zeus or Apollo or, you know, Indra, and then use those same explanations. You know, <laughs> I tried that, and you know, God has been known by many names. So you believe in Zeus, then? <laughs> to, to me, to, to my explanation from that person was that Zeus was just another name of God. Well, what about all those other guys that God? Mentions? Just another name of God. He's talking so, about himself. He could talk about himself in a different per, person. I can't remember. Which anything. one of you do I worship? Then <laughs> do I have to worship all gods? They're all the same. It doesn't matter. So apparently, so you the, can't worship another god so before the first you. three commandments. <laughs> Are completely useless? <laughs> <laughs> that was his definition when I brought up the other gods. <laughs> okay, then what about those first three commandments? <laughs> you, you imply the existence of other gods, God, by saying I can worship none other. Are you just stating a fact that it is impossible for me to worship other gods? <laughs> but this person's explanation to me that, you know, at face value, when you look at it, don't think about it too much. Hey, man, that's a great explanation. Well, you got to circumnavigate the intellect. Mark. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you just kind of you know, laugh and let that one go. All right, brother. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you can't have an intelligent conversation here. You can't. When faith is involved, logic makes, it doesn't matter. Well, I'm okay with faith. It's just where that faith is. Well, these people seem to be, you know, this God. This I don't God want to break here. people's faith. I think faith is important. It's just where you place that faith and what you do with the, the I results think of it. fellowship and ritual is important. I don't think faith is. I think faith is kind of useless once you have fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's why people believe in a flat earth, Mike. Well, I'm pretty sure you, you still have faith. It might not be in a religious aspect, but you have faith. Sure. Are you going to wake up tomorrow? 
don't know. You don't know, but you've made plans for some point sure. in the future, haven't you? you? Then you have faith that you're going to live sense. long enough yeah. to have those plans. I call that hedging my bets, though. That's faith. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's faith, bro. <laughs> yeah, but at the very, at the very least, that's faith in in, in the. You know, like I said, it depends on where that faith is placed yeah. and what your result but that's, out that's of it not is. That's not so much faith. That is just observation. <laughs> <laughs> I observe that I wake up. Tomorrow. As far as I know, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow. I might. But not. you know that at some point you're gonna die. Yeah, so one day, one day that that that's gonna flip. So you wrong. have faith. If you make plans past a certain date, then there's you have nice, faith that you're going to get past that point. Nice I go to bed thinking, I hope this is the last time. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm mad every morning I wake up. <laughs> yep, and, and you know, I, I wasn't as harsh on the Christians as I was going to be. But I feel like their oxen speak for themselves in this man. They took something that wasn't even a thing and made it something that they could be scared of. And they made it something you had to be scared of, too. Yeah. Because if you're not scared of them, then you're with them. So the satanic panic goes all the way back to that root. Yeah, people have been panicked <laughs> about it since they started trying. They created it to have, have something, something to fear. To be afraid of. To give them a reason to follow the thing that they were afraid of. <laughs> you know, well, we know where the sun you're supposed to be a god-fearing person you know well you know, why did you need fucking the devil if you already had an entity to fear <laughs> well because in the old testament you could fear god it made a lot of sense well yeah you, you did something to piss him off as a group and just wipe you all out or or not well not not every firstborn of egypt did anything to piss them off they just existed <laughs> <laughs> but you know that wasn't enough to fear and we got a reason we have to have a reason to follow this asshole <laughs> that we've already called our god so now we got to have something even worse so we'll follow well, the mean, bad it, but the bad created the fucking worse to bring us over here to, to the bad really, it's, it's, the, it's the foundation of the us versus them mentality honestly in our culture you know why there always has to be another. Which is why I think they stuck with the name, the the term and name Satan is because of the opposition. It fit the bill. Like they they were looking for a word. They're like, well, we already have one. <laughs> so you don't have to actually be devil worshiping whatever to fucking be a Satan or Satanistic to somebody that has a different idea than you, like you know Christianity or whatever other religion. If you know, like I said. Hi, I'm Satan. Because <laughs> um, I oppose it. <laughs> um, and, and during all this, I, I have neglected to mention that there is a sect of people who are theistic Satanists, meaning that they worship a literal devil. And I've always said that if God appeared before me today in all his you know, existence <laughs> and being there, and then that would have, it would occur to me, okay, well, there is a Satan, and I like him better. <laughs> yeah. um, there is such a thing as called uh, the Misanthropic Luciferian Order. Um, it was founded in Sweden, and later renamed the Temple of Black Light, and then further on, Chaos Gnostic Satanism, current 218. Um, and they have, like, a, a very literal ideal of Satanism, and... Um, they basically take like all the Satans from every religion, all the bad gods, and kind of put them under like this chaos, um, like these chaos gods. 
And then you have like your 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 order gods like Yahweh and Zeus and Thor. Back good. to a pantheon. Yeah, there's they have a, they have a pantheon of good and evil, but the evil ones are usually the ones that keep forcing everything like, into a particular order. The universe itself, in fact, should have just remained chaos instead of becoming some sort of organized thing in which things exist. The, but is it not chaos? It is. <laughs> it is. At the end of it all, it's fucking chaos wins anyway, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah I, I see this whole beauty that people see, but I don't see it, I don't see it as a structure of order. I see it as a structure. Okay. I mean, we we are yeah, this marble is floating through the universe in a fucking shooting gallery, bro. There's no order to that. <laughs> That's chaos. It's just a constant series of events that are occurring in random order at any particular time. <laughs> and given that you know, yeah, I, I I hate admitting it, but I have to just by knowing what I have gleaned off of people way more intelligent. You know, anything is possible and even in that you know the existence of this should be but you know this particular one i ain't fucking following that asshole <laughs> <laughs> he sucks man like he has the worst fan base too genocidal homicidal fucking narcissistic fuck god damn so many fucking human traits it's just <laughs> fucking way too human for me to even consider calling him a god. Yeah, if he if he's if he's so imperfect, then what's the point? What are we striving for? Yeah, <laughs> we're already like God. If God is as good as it gets, fuck man. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not something I'm going to look up to. Like I said, I bring it to the, my earlier point. Define God. If this is your definition of God. This whole fucking Yahweh, God, Jesus, the whole Christianity book of the Bible kind of shit. Shove it. You know, keep the historical parts because, yeah, I believe all that. You know, it's, it's a historical you know, rec uh, record of uh, sure. a group of people. Uh, 80% of accurate for our <laughs> um, you know, we, we've, we found archaeological evidence to back up some of the stories of the Bible. I, I'll believe that as a historical sure. reference. Sure. Um, but all that mysticism and fucking godly powers and all that no, it's no different than any other mythology right pull a stone cold <coughs> on that one shove it sideways turn it sideways and, and like some of the stories are cool stories but they're just that they're stories and oh there's great fables but these people's these people like you know they ruin people's lives over this nonsense you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, I think... Shit done in the name of God. Uh, the Inquisitions, the witch trials, the Crusades, you know, all kinds of shit. Yeah, there were over, during the, during the main satanic panic, there were over 12,000 unsubstantiated cases of satanic ritual abuse. Right? Everybody that gets accused of this, you know, it affects their entire family, their entire circle. Now, out of these, 90% of them just got dismissed, fell apart in court, were proven, you know, wrong later after the people were wrongfully convicted and you know imprisoned you know not because they actually broke a law because somebody said they broke a fucking law yeah you know um and it's kind of it's it, you know like it, it, all this was known they had done in the name of god too every, every bit of it and protecting children from people who who didn't believe in god which is just as bad as being a satanist in these motherfuckers eyes you know and so this, because when they, a lot of times, like especially the evangelical Christians, atheism to them is, is the same as Satanism, which is ridiculous. 
fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it. How how can if everything I, that's not God is the, Satan. is Satan is other religions what? Satanism veganism Satanism believing <laughs> in dinosaurs Satanism that's a thing there's actually groups called Christians Against Dinosaurs and it's it basically what of course they're saying there are. is that why wouldn't there be they're, they're saying that all these dinosaur things were is like or are, is basically fake news that's supposed to disprove stories of the Bible make children question it they're it's, giants whose bones have been re reconstructed into these and, grotesque and monsters they go into <clears throat> and then you get people like Ken Ham and his goddamn creation museum where you got people with you got triceratops with saddles. the Flintstones yeah and, and it's like none of this none of this makes sense Except on Christianity, you know, and it's like, it, prove me wrong, prove me wrong. <laughs> Show me where atheists are just taking shit out of, pulling shit out of the air and, and taking children there and forcing it on people. Like, there's public schools that take field trips to Ken Ham's Creation Museum. What the fuck is going on here? Like, <laughs> you know, uh, it, the fuck? And it's yeah. Christians. <clears throat> the Satanists aren't out doing this shit until, you know, now you do have the Temple of Satan. Well, the Satanic Temple, that's kind of an activist group that goes around, put like, uh, in Oklahoma, they were able to, the, this Christian group got a, a statue of the Ten Commandments to put up on the, like, the Capitol building grounds or whatever. So the Satanic Temple gets a statue of Baphomet put out on the, on the grounds. And they're like, we'll just take our Ten Commandments to them. I'm like, well, that's your choice, but I'm leaving. <laughs> so now nobody can do it. So, but they, there's, there's actually a place where they left it standing. They're like, all right, well, you're going to let your, your Christian thing stand, mine can stand too, and they win in court every fucking time. <laughs> because what, once you can't, once you can prove, give me a legal reason that I can't have this, I'll use that same reason to show you can't have that. But yeah. now you have people who, this Christian nationalist movement is a kind of a backlash to that. Oh, well, this is a Christian nation. And it's like, well, is it though? Yeah, y'all need to take a, a deeper look into history. Yeah, is it a Christian nation? Was it founded? Were the Christians involved in the founding? Sure, there were Christians involved in Ford, but that doesn't make it a fucking Christian company. <laughs> you know, it's a company. It's like this is a nation. Now, it's not a theocratic nation, which is what Christian nationalists want. And if you're not Christian, you either get like these. You either get. Um, like less right, you can't go voting, you can't do shit like that. Um, down to some of the extreme Christians want to like want, want non-Christians to be exiled or even fucking uh, ex executed. And I'm not exaggerating or making it up. There are people in political offices that have these views right fucking now. <laughs> the satanic panic's not over and it's about to get big again. You just fucking watch. It's going to get fucking big again. Oh yeah. <laughs> Whenever they get their red wave, I'm, that's when it's going to fucking go into full swing, man. <laughs> that's the way I see it. Oh. So if you're still with us, we appreciate it. And uh, if for either supporting the idea or for at least having an open mind to stay this long. Yeah. Or you're just <laughs> totally triggered right now. And if that's, you are, that's, well, yeah, that's, fine. that's fine too. <laughs> you know, that's your right. Um, leave comments about it, shit. We'll carry on this discussion if you need to. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that that's probably the story of the satanic panic there, wrapped up in a, uh, a great big giant nutshell. Oh, um, yeah. One of our longer episodes. It is definitely not over. Keep your eyes open for it, because one day they'll be accusing right. you. Yeah. You'll be next. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah, you can find us 
and all these places. Mike, you want to tell them some of the places? Yeah, just about anywhere you can find your podcast. Uh, I think it was what Google was about the only one we're not Google, on. Uh, we're not on Google Podcasts. And we're not on Stitcher. Uh, we're so, everywhere else. So yeah, you can listen to us on the Spotify, on your, your Apple Play, and all that good stuff, wherever you find your, your podcast. But you can find the videos here at Twitch for you know however long they last on here for now. I think it's like a week or two. Um, and of course, we're over on YouTube where they keep it around longer, so you'll be able to see the history of us uh, as we grow. Uh, if you uh, happen to be in the future now, uh, then hey, you know, we did this a while ago, but you know, thanks for catching up. Um, so yeah, check those out. Uh, you can also, uh, we got us a little Facebook thing that uh, we're trying to make different so other people can come in and be the group kind of thing. And of course, we're over on Twitter. We can uh, leave short little messages um, that may or may not be censored at some point in time. I don't know. Um, you might actually have to pay $8 to say on that at some point. We it ain't got there yet, but... You know, if you're in the future and you paid $8 just to make a comment, hey, thanks. Um, from, okay. from Elon you, to me. You could, you could spend less money and just join our Patreon. Ain't um, that the truth. You could even email us for free. And us. You get something for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you get a bonus show, uh, Skeeter's Bar Talk. Where we go into uh, South Park episodes in some form of detail, or, or if not, we just make fun of it, you know, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can... You, Check us out. You get early early release content. Um, you also get to vote on uh, upcoming topics. The last uh, episode of each month will be a voter uh, a voted topic. So yeah, uh, that's uh, patreon.com backslash donors point. And if you don't go in there and start voting for these topics, you're going to hear a lot more stuff that we just come up with to talk about, which means you might actually hear some shit that you don't really want to listen to. Yeah. You know, like, you know, Weinstein and Epstein and, you know, some other horrible fucking shit, you know, that just might come up in our imaginations to bring up to you. If you don't tell us what to do, we're going to do it ourselves. Yeah. And there's some things we're only going to do if you tell us, like the JFK assassination or Joe A. Ramsey. <coughs> yeah yeah um, um i think what are we doing? you did casey anthony next no well, you did want to get into that didn't you yeah i mean there's that new dip there's that new documentary coming out <laughs> you know we catch that wave <laughs> and uh it's, a, it's an interesting topic to talk about plus i don't mind looking at pictures of casey anthony on that <laughs> She's not hard on the eyes. Not at all. I'll be the only thing hard in this room. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yep, so um, yeah, follow us all those places. Find us all the things. If you're listening to this audio, check us out on YouTube and Twitch. Um, and Click all the buttons, flip all the switches, do all the bells and the whistles. Fuck yeah, guys. And uh, until next time, unless there's anything else, Mike. Uh, See us. Yeah, fuck around and find out. <laughs>